St. Oh. Patrick's Day special. Oh my god. Yeah, I hate St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't really mean to... I mean, it's just, it happens to be the 17th for another hour and a half or whatever. So we were invited to like a thing, but we were just like, why are you, why is there a thing? Like, we just kind of didn't want to socialize over this, you know, right. premise or whatever. So, so I hate it because it's the day people just decided today's the day we're going to get drunk and everybody will be okay with it. And I fucking and hate we'll blame that. the Irish or something. Like, it's, it's yeah. weird. Yeah. Also, fuck Irish people. I guess. I don't <laughs> so know. So I sort of said that yesterday, but I was joking for the most part. The IRA okay. was pretty crazy and they were blowing stuff up. So I mean, that's kind of where I leveled it. But then, you know, you got Bono and Bloody Sunday and all that. Okay. But uh, I've been listening know. to the Joshua Tree. That's a good okay. album. That's a fucking good album, Did man. <laughs> Did it celebrate like a landmark anniversary recently or something? I feel like Joshua Tree's been coming up. Recently, no. I think it was 2008. They released a remastered version of it for like its 20th year around or something. Oh, okay, okay. Maybe 2000. So we're coming up on 30, but 29 yeah. would be a weird thing to. No, like, maybe it like, is 30. Maybe it was 30 last year. Was it 86 it was released? Oh, that might be right. So okay. then 30th anniversary would have been like six months ago or something. Yo, that's anyway, a good I don't know one. much about you two. So <laughs> All okay, right. what are the standout tracks from that one? Like I mean, the, the hits, you know, is Sunday Blay Sunday on that one? Oh, uh, is it now? I'm Were trying to remember. Were the streets no, no name? Isn't yes. That that is, yeah, that's on that for sure. Um, okay. Basically, if you've heard a song like on the radio or something from U2, it's probably it's... from the Joshua tree. Okay. Like, uh, cause like, I mean, I'm a gangs New York fan, but they're never playing that song. So. Right. And the fact that I don't even know its name. So like uh, where the streets have, no name, as you said, awesome. um, with or without you, of course, the with or without you do whatever. I still haven't found <laughs> okay. what I'm looking. I still haven't found what I'm looking for. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Bullet the Blue Sky is, like, super dope. That's probably my favorite song on that album. It's probably the one a lot of people don't remember <laughs> very much, but I love that song. Yeah, okay. no, I don't know. There's some there's some good shit on there. Uh, it got me talking to a co-worker of mine, of ours, I should say, that is super into you 2 and he wouldn't shut up. <laughs> about it after I brought it up and I felt bad that I brought it up. 1987 is when it was oh. released. So this year, 30th anniversary. And actually March 9th. Of there you go. So I, I did hear that a week that ago. That was true. Okay. Yeah. That, yeah. that impression came from somewhere. Okay, good. Well, That's all really right. weird that I randomly listened to it two days ago. <laughs> That's yeah, really I don't weird. know if it's like it was just out there in the culture, like you you heard, overheard half a sentence and weren't sure. I don't know. Who yeah. knows how it was brought to attention, but oh well, uh, Ireland. See, so it's not all bad. No. Uh, yeah. And there was this I really guess. great, like creamy potato casserole that they had oh. at these, this chain of pubs locally. Oh yeah, yeah. But it's no longer on the menu there, so. Uh, man, back when they had that, that was my go-to dish. It was. Uh, oh boy, great. let me get you a potato. Exactly, a potato casserole. So, you know, thanks, <laughs> thanks, Ireland. I guess that's my racist <laughs> rendition. 
<laughs> Took but, you know, morning to you. <laughs> Would you like a potato? Okay. <laughs> Just to like put a final thing on this, I am wearing a Lucky Charm shirt right now. <laughs> so like full tribute <laughs> That's to really good. Uh, Irish folk out there. So thanks for That's really listening. good. And not turning off the podcast. Uh, in disgust. Thank you for yeah. that. That's very Thank you, deal. Irish people. Top of the morning to you. Well, <laughs> yes. Let's not, you know, belabor it. Uh, so, last week, before Pointy the celebration doity. of Irish culture, yeah. um, the well, actually, two weeks ago at this point, the Nintendo Switch came out, and everyone talked okay. about it extensively. And, except us. Uh, I, except us, because neither of us got one, but right. a friend of mine did, so I went and visited him and checked it out. Okay. Uh, sort of, I guess. Like it, it was kind of like, well, I'm playing Zelda, so I'm I'm gonna be here playing Zelda, and you can look at in that. TV like, mode, okay. right? Uh, in TV mode, most of the time, it was like occasionally in tablet mode, but I didn't really hold it and look at the resolution and how smooth it is and all that great stuff that everyone's talking about. Okay. Um, but yeah, that game is running running on Switch. Uh, yeah. I'm curious about one thing with the Switch version now, because, like, I've been playing the Wii U version, and there's occasional shrines that have these really annoying tilt-the-Wii-U controller controls. Yep. Like, it's like there's you a few activate, of those. like, a little yep. pedestal, and it's just like, this is only controllable on the Wii U. I was like, really? That seems broken, but okay. And then I'll, like, switch to the Wii U... And have to like tilt around this hammer or something, and like hit a giant concrete ball, or uh, tilt upside down. Like it just seemed like the way the gyroscopes are or something. It was really weird, like trying to rotate a section of the map so you could walk across a gap or something. Like just uh-huh. pretty simple little stuff. Sure. But I never saw anything like most of what I was seeing my friend do was like shrines, like just running around from shrine to shrine, and like I saw many many shrines but never saw anything remotely like that. So I don't know if they're just not controlled the same way in, in those versions or or if the, like, Joy-Cons have... You don't need to switch controllers, like, completely. So mm. that was the only kind of, like, standout different thing I saw, really. It's, like, runs fairly smooth on both. I, I mean, some stuff might load up faster because it's coming off of a cart as yeah, opposed yeah. to a disc, so... Well, that may be the case. But it's been confirmed yeah. that there's no hitching on the Switch version in tablet mode either. So okay. the Switch can run that game at 720p flawlessly. It's when it goes up to the dock mode of 900p that it has problems. Uh, you'll you'll see some frame rate here and there. With- Which is annoying because, like, why is there not just an option? Like, why can't I plug in my TV and be like, go into the options menu, yeah, I want it to actually be 720p so it doesn't, like, stutter ever on my TV. Mm. That would yeah. be better. That would be a better thing, <laughs> but whatever. I guess so, yeah. But... I don't know, like, so I don't think I have a great impression of, like, all that the Switch is. I don't know that anybody does, because there's just not enough software out there, but I did play some snipper clips as well. Okay. Yeah. Um, Two-player stuff. That that was kind of fun. Like, uh, I mean, everyone's talks, talking about how small the Joy-Cons are, and yeah, they're kind of small, but it didn't seem like a big problem with that game. That game's very laid back, though, in terms of, like, what it's demanding of you, in terms of, like, tight controls, like... If you were playing Meat Boy on something like that, probably be terrible. Probably sure. get blisters. Yeah, yeah. Probably be the worst thing in the world. But for this, it's like 
hey, you and a buddy need to make this shape, and you have these two kind of like bullet-shaped dudes, and you can rotate around the like paper and snip off edges and stuff and create these shapes and whatever. But there's no real time limit or like strenuousness to it. It's very laid back, so that wasn't a problem with with those controllers. I was using the left one, which I guess is the one that has the connectivity problems. Uh, I yeah. sort of like threw a blanket over it or something just to see like does it really screw up that much? And again, that game is so like forgiving and not like time intensive or whatever that it didn't really seem to cause any problems uh, for that game. Again, if you were playing something, maybe even like a Zelda or something, where yeah. like actually, yeah, some of those shrine fights, if it became yeah. like a connectivity thing that killed you, that would be the worst thing ever. There's <laughs> so, like one boss fight i'm thinking of that like if you didn't have perfect connectivity the whole time it would be fucking infuriating (laughs) it would be just hair tearing out like just yeah those joy cons sailing across the room that's why they have those wrists yep exactly fans actually like yeah i don't know um but i mean my excitement level for like oh i gotta get one of these is not there at all really right right now like it's just Yep, that's the next thing. Like the next wave of Nintendo stuff is eventually going to be on there, so I'm going to have to get one eventually. But I'm not, you know, foaming at the mouth for it or anything. Like the thing I want from Nintendo is still the NES Classic, and they just seem to be drying up completely. And the prices are still obscene, and Amazon still doesn't really have stock with any reliability. And I just want to play Zelda Two and Metroid on a big TV. Man, Zelda 2 is so good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Mario 2 is pretty good. You know, actually, we'll talk about it when we get a little further in here. I've got a new appreciation for a lot of Zelda games I bashed before playing Breath of the Wild. (laughs) So, there's that. Um, (laughs) We should just not, like, bury the lead anymore. I want to talk to you about Zelda. About Breath of the Wild. Yeah, okay. So that was kind of me seeing my friend play it. I saw probably like the last quarter of the campaign and then a bunch of open world nonsense. Uh, So I got a kind of extensive look at the game before I started playing it like two days ago. Okay. Um, How far? Let's start off with the basics. About. I'm I'm basically at like like maybe 15 hours, but. Uh, You've left only the, made tu- it to, like, the, the first... tutorial area. Then I've I've left the tutorial area, done some towers and shrines and stuff. Uh, okay. Focus on getting some spirit orbs so I can yeah. like have decent health and stamina so I can do anything. Have you gone um, to like a beast area, like an yeah, area of that? I'm world? I'm okay. in like a beast area right now, so I'm on the verge of seeing what dungeons are like in this game. But uh, how do we want to go about quote unquote spoilers? Because there's not really well, many, but there are. I kind of appreciate what what you said on top down about like, hey, there's this lady called Zelda, right? Ganon took her. No, calamity. And you're this guy Ganon. named Link, the calamitous yeah, right. one. Cla- the calamitous <laughs> purple cloud Ganon. Right. Yeah. Uh, and you're this dude, Link, and yeah. you you want saber. So and then everything else is an open world kind of to do that. Yeah, it's yeah. an open world thing. So, I mean, stuff we discover in the world, like oh, it's a spoiler, but nah, like it's just a giant sprawling it's, thing. And, I, and how it's been two weeks. How it goes for you is people have been playing be it and unique. talking about it like a lot. Yeah. So I'm gonna say 
if you for some reason are part of the like 10% that haven't and you want to be completely clean, like maybe skip ahead or something. But like, okay, obviously we're not going to talk about stuff that might be a spoiler for you because you haven't gotten there yet. But like, yeah. Well, sure. Like, I I don't necessarily want like a specific gameplay. Like, how do I get up onto that guardian? Like, it's flying around. No, no. But like, like, I guess the thing is, is I want to say the guardians are dope. I think, and there's not enough of them. There's only four. (laughs) Dude, like, that was the thing I was kind of reeling with when I was seeing, like, my friend who was late game playing it. I was like, wait, so there's only four dungeons? Yeah. Like, is that right? It's just like, yeah, yeah, there's only four. Okay, and, like, how many of these Korok seeds are there? Let me check. 900. Oh, 900. It's like, oh, that... Man, so that's when I was kind of making my, like, so is this, like, all parsley, no steak or something? Like, this just seems like a weird meal. You did, you did of, say like, that. Yeah. What they're I, balancing I, with. But you said the open world is the thing. Like, that's, is the steak. That's, the, that's what they're that's the resting steak. their laurels on, is that we made this big thing with, like, physics that works. Just have fun with it. And, like, we can get more in specifics in a bit again. But mm-hmm. I figured out that's not what I want from Zelda basically (laughs) like at all so that's i mean it's definitely a departure from like the formula and the structure of most of the previous ones in terms of just like except the first go to the temple it is very much in in terms of discovery like in terms of not like rigidly guiding you from dungeon one to dungeon two to dungeon three like it's kind of just there's a world figure it out and it's kind of running around and i did kind of like that like true discovery aspect to some of the stuff. Like when I found the first guardian area, it was a true, just like, uh, I'm just going to head this way. Cause I want to find more towers sure. and oh, yeah. there's this crazy Canyon. I'm going to get on this raft. And I kind of just like had this little up the like river raft adventure. And then on the other end, it was like, Oh, crazy. There's one of the places. Like I didn't know that when I set out on this tonight's play session, right? but I found it like, that's kind of yeah. cool. No, for sure. And I think that's a big part of the things I do like about this game. I like that... Okay, first of all, can we say how, like, weird it is that you're literally climbing a tower again in an open-world game, only this time it's Zelda? It's like... At first I was like, come the fuck on. okay with that. Yeah. It's definitely a lot of gameplay stuff. Even the Korok seeds, like, to me, the main point of, like, comparison is, like, so Riddler trophies. Like, everyone's tired to death of Riddler trophies. But 900 cork seeds, hell yeah, five out of five. This is great. Like, there's no kind of. This yeah. is tedious, though. With <laughs> like, the tower kinda... thing, I think it makes a difference in this game, though. Where when you climb that tower, I don't get a list of like this is all the shit in this area you need to do. I get to yeah. look into the distance with my scope and be like, that is a cool area. I'm gonna go check that out. Like that. Right. Or, I or think like, that's oh, a big important glow. thing. Yeah. of a shrine, like, I'll, I'll tag that from up here. Like, I think that's important, is that mm-hmm. they're giving me, like, I'm deciding what's important from up here. It's not giving me the checklist of there's 500, like, things to collect, there's 30 side missions, there's, like, four guys that are being robbed or whatever by moblins, like, right. that would be no, that, that's the thing. <laughs> All those Ubisoft games, it definitely starts to feel kind of like a to-do list that populates as yeah. you go so it's just kind of like oh god i got all this homework like it's very like tedious and how it 
structures that stuff whereas this yeah. is kind of more open with how it like what what are you curious about what do you want to go check out do you want to look over here want to look over here want to yeah. just do some cooking oh, harvest some ingredients oh, you or think something? that like, looks cool well why don't you fly over there hero it's like okay yeah. maybe i will like, okay i will i'm gonna <laughs> jump off here and and para, paraglide over there and see yeah. what's going on and, i think that's important <laughs> i think that's if nothing else comes out of this game i think any open world games from here on out that don't do something similar or like get rid of the checklist thing are failing at like this. I think this is an improvement on this genre that I kind of don't like in general. Like, okay. it's a thing I like. I like being able to just like see or climb a tower and decide what I'm doing here mm -hmm. or whatever. Horizon is bad about this as well. It's very much like Far Cry in that regard. And I, I gotta tell you, it loses points for me for that, like, where Zelda picks it up, because, man, I fucking hate doing a tower thing and then just seeing a bunch of shit on my mini-map to do. Like, here's 25 more things that you I should probably it. look into. Where, yeah. Like, so, I guess, in that sense, yeah, like, even with the Riddler trophy thing, when you find a Korok seed, even though there's so many... Every time you find one, you're kind of like, oh, cool, I found one. Like I, did. I stumble upon I them. I'm not rock. looking for them. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, you know, climbed this flagpole, and whoops. I didn't, I just wanted to climb it, because it was cool. And then yeah. there happened to be something up here. Like, it, it, it does have that distinction, I guess. Sure. Like, if you get kind of driven to 100% completion madness, and you want to find all of them, that's going to be a frustrating endeavor. There is a but, checklist online already of, yeah. like, four people to do that. And... I think if you're one of those people that play like that, you're probably playing video games for the wrong reason, in mm -hmm. my opinion. And this like, is going to be a bit maddening, probably. But yeah, like, holy shit. Very dude. sprawled out. Yeah. But, I mean, I was watching my friend, like, just plow, like, find so many. Like, he was up to, like, 80-something shrines or whatever. So it was, like, a lot of busy work, I guess. But he was totally psyched about it so sure I guess it's fine and some of the shrine yeah. stuff i guess i found a little like i need to get these because i want more life yeah you know, yeah, I want yeah. More heart containers but and you need them you actually need heart containers to be able to do a thing so like to go into certain areas with any kind of confidence like without just, no oh, I to got like literally pick up the master sword you need oh, a certain okay. amount of hearts so keep grinding I didn't know that. yeah okay <laughs> yeah i guess it's grinding but it's also just that's what's oh, in the sure. world, so that's kind of what I've been looking for. But man, some of them are just like I can't do this one right now. Like, there's so many little like not quite the guardians, but like mini guardians that have like three blades or something, like or two blades and a shield, and it's just right. just combat challenge. The combat trials, yeah. No, there's no room for error whatsoever. If I get hit yeah. once at all, that's five hearts and I'm done. So you know, I guess I could the make worst a cool part about that or something, but is actually yeah. that you just waste weaponry. Like you'll get like a weapon back usually at the end for beating it, but it's yeah. like, well, but I wasted three to do and it. two shields, yeah. yeah, and all my arrows or something. Like, yeah, so, it's very I don't know draining on your resources. And man, arrows don't come back. I don't think. Like, what do you mean? So I failed <laughs> to try and. Like six times. No, I mean, okay, so I guess I failed the shrine like five or six times, and each time I went in, I had my weapons back. Like, yeah. uh, oh, that, that claymore that broke its back, I can break From it. From like again, an autosave that the game does. Yeah. Yeah. 
But when I was in this different area, when I was trying to figure out how to get up to the Guardians, and I died a couple times in the open world, yeah, uh, like I found this area with all these like targets, and I was like, okay. oh, maybe I'm supposed to shoot all these targets with my arrows. So I shot like five or six targets, and then fell to my death. And then when I came back, mm-hmm. but or no, yeah, the targets. Okay, yeah, so the targets were still gone, but also was my arrow supply. But then at some point, I think I like truly game overed or something. Oh, okay. The targets were now back, but I only had like six arrows left. So I was like, great, now I can't do this at all. So I haven't noticed that. I think that's kind of what happened. Anyway, I ended up just getting frustrated because it it was like, I'm assuming I'm supposed to shoot these targets, but there's nobody here to like, good job, you shot the targets or anything. Like it wasn't an obvious thing, which I guess, oh, discovery. But. I don't know. I, I ended up kind of just like walking away in sullen defeat from this area because it's just like, well, I didn't even get all the targets and now I have no arrows and I guess I just need to go save up some rupees and buy some more or something. Like It just kind of... I think that's kind of when I ended my session yesterday. I was just like, great. I don't know. I don't know what that was, but I didn't accomplish anything there. Uh, I don't know why to... Yeah, I'm not saying, hey, that was a horrible thing, so, you know, we're a Zelda game. But it was a little less structured than maybe I would have wanted in some ways. But I guess back to the the main thing, though. Like, the way I would previously rank Zelda games for the most part was always kind of like, so how many dungeons are there? Like, how many temples are there? Sure. It's like, oh, dude, there's like 11 in this one. Oh, sick. So this is kind of the worst one. (laughs) There's four. Uh, Okay, but it's got the weird time travel gimmick and whatever. So I, like, kind of give that game a lot of pass for the most part. But it's kind of lame. It it only has four. That game's actually kind of not good. It's a great it's idea, of, not done well. Yeah. When I revisited on 3DS, I was kind of coming to that conclusion of just like, this has a great structural conceit. Yeah, for but sure. But the actual like work of playing it is a little lame. Uh, this one, I don't know. It, it definitely seems a little sparse in terms of the like, really handcrafted big dungeons. Because it's got shrines for days. It's got 120 I mean, yeah, there's four. There's four big handcrafted Zelda things in this game. Yeah. And then 120 mini portal-ish things that are are kind of fun. They're super fun. Yeah. But. So it's like they kind of diced up some dungeons and spread them around. But they all have the same aesthetic and like the exact same thing at the end. Like my friend, like when I got there, he's on Shrine 50 or whatever for him. So it's like, dude, why are you skipping the dialogue? But then eventually it was just it's like, the same oh no, every it's, time. it's literally the same. And it's like one of maybe five or six models of like dude at the end, like mummy right. or whatever, like the, the monk that was dwelling in that shrine. Yep. And yeah, that stuff gets kind of old, but it looks the same every time. And man, the animation of like the blue beams like shattering, it's a great animation, but you're yeah, going to see it, it is. 20 times if you play the whole thing. Oh, th- this is another thing. And- You've cooked in that game. Yeah, I've cooked quite a bit. Do you still listen to that cooking theme? Oh, is there... Yeah. Uh, yeah, I skip uh, it every fucking uh, time uh, because uh, when you're cooking a hundred times every session, it's fucking yeah. annoying. <laughs> okay. Ooh, dude, actually, you know what? This is a great uh, way to parlay into this. So the thing with this game, the entire time I'm playing, I'm listening yeah. to stand-up comedy albums. Oh, all the okay. Time. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, you know, podcasts are one thing, but I, I've you know, hey, also a little more, the, this is another similar thing of just a dude talking to me, saying funny stuff. I've been going through 
album after album of stand-up comedy just because awesome. it's such an open world thing like nobody's talking to me like there's no there's very sparse voice acting like we were like oh there's voice acting in this one but it's very rare and that's the kind of thing where i'll pause the album if a cut scene like a real cut scene starts sure. happening no for sure but yeah like it is, it is total podcast game yep. like open world jumping around kind of thing so I mean, I have a list of comedians if if you were interested, but it, it I guess it doesn't really matter. <laughs> yeah, no, it's fine. Um, um I've okay. been playing it on the Wii tablet exclusively with like something on headphones the headphones or oh, okay, no, like watching TV or whatever, like having noise in the background to listen to. So similar kind of mm-hmm. two things distracted. Yeah, okay, because like it's kind of engaging because you know you're navigating this big environment and stuff, but but kind of not. It's kind of passive too, so yeah. I don't know. I don't know if like I mean to be fair, I did the same thing with all my Dead Rising time and like a lot of my Dark Souls time. So it fits oh, sure. into that kind of. I do it with most like, games. Put something else on. Honestly, yeah. I've been doing it with Mass Effect Andromeda, which we can talk about later. But like, okay. I play a lot of shit with something on the background. So right. Yeah. Um. I'm trying to think of, like, more particular stuff. Like, there is the thing where everyone says at the beginning of this game, it's just, like, the door opens, and it's just like, go, go adventure. That's sort of true, but I haven't really heard, like, the... Oh, well, you have to do the first four shrines, and you're kind of concealed to this one area for the first bit. Like... Right. Mainly because that's kind of that's kind of a spoiler thing. Is I guess. Because it's different. I mean, I what, how many Zelda fine. games give you the four things you're going to use throughout the whole game right away? Like, that's... Link between worlds, kind of, but it's a different way of doing it. Right, and you buy the stuff you want, or rent it, or yeah, whatever. Yeah, like, you rent out, like, a bunch of key items. So yeah. it's a different thing, but it's it's similar in that it's, it's kind of just, here's the fundamentals of this game. Sure. And yeah, this is different, because it, it's like the runes for your Sheikah Slate and the you know bombs uh the, there's a crazy magnet power uh, there's yep. this time thing magnesis i can't stasis and um cryosis i think yeah that's right that was the other one so like yeah. you you can make ice blocks and In step water. on them yep so it's, it's a lot of stuff that helps you navigate and like solve <laughs> puzzles and stuff so yeah that's the thing like you can kind of step into any shrine that you find with some confidence that you are technically able to beat it like you're not gonna walk into a shrine it's just like yeah you don't have the right power you can't you can't do it but the combat kind of becomes the barrier then of navigating some of them yeah so so let's talk about what the problems with the combat are because i i think the combat the way it moves and feels is fine when you are doing the thing you are swinging your sword and back flipping and whatnot um I think the dodging is maybe a little too precise for some moves. Yeah, like whatever. It was weird. I actually didn't discover that ability for a little while because I didn't go into the shrine near the village. Oh, like I just kind of ran off and did some other shrines. So then Uh I was like, okay, this is kind of a combat shrine. Uh, I saw my friend Ben playing this, so I'm just going to jump away from it. And it, it wasn't doing it. I was just like, okay, maybe my timing's crappy. But then I went back to the village to, like, polish off that quest, like, talk to Impa or whatever. Yeah. And, oh, there's another shrine here. I might as well do it. Oh, weird. This is, like, a tutorial shrine for the combat abilities. <laughs> so now right. I can do that. It was a right. little, little strange. But, yeah, okay, so the timing and stuff. Ultimately, I'm assuming this is everything breaks. All the stuff breaks. Everything Smashing. breaks. 
everything which apart. Is, yeah. Which is super annoying because I actually like how the combat feels in this game. I like exploring. I like finding groups of dudes. I like picking up a weapon and beating them senseless with it. But I don't like how everything in this game makes you stop. You have to stop to switch weapons because yours are broke. You have to stop to do, like some inventory management to pick up more stuff before you start getting like actual full inventories you need to stop to cook you need to stop to like eat or whatever everything in this fucking game makes you stop the things i like and the biggest problem here is that the weapons break after every like 10 hits so it's like uh, okay i'm getting worked up because i've been fighting with people on this yeah. A lot of a lot of people have been saying it's great game design to have them degrade because it forces them to use different weaponry like often and they like doing the juggle of picking something up and kind of not caring about it. The thing is is that people that say that I feel haven't actually got cool weapons. <laughs> like they've been using uh, the skeleton yeah. arms or sticks or like the broken bastard swords or whatever they haven't right, gotten right. Like for the, the first, ice like, sword bit. that freezes enemies when you hit them with it they haven't gotten so like, oh, the electricity wands yeah exactly yeah. no it, it definitely becomes a weird like hoarding management thing where you're kind of just like well i want to keep this in my inventory, but I don't want to use it on this enemy because no, it's not good enough. Because I need it for a boss fight so or something. I'll use this kind of crappiest thing I have. So you're kind of yeah. I was definitely seeing that with like the way my friend was managing his inventory too. It was just kind of like, what you got like all these fifty swords in here, and it's just like, yeah, I don't want to use it though. Like it's just right. kind of saving them for something that will warrant using them. But yeah. then you're kind of always right at that limit of being pretty much full inventory. Every time. All so the time. you open a chest. No, your inventory is full. Okay, I will drop this redundant bow I have or whatever. And now I can pick it up. And now I'm going to drop it so I can take a photo of it so it goes into my compendium. Are you doing that stuff? No, I don't I, give a fuck about that. Okay, I kind of like doing that stuff, but okay. I don't know why. It's preying on some sort of like completion <laughs> thing like it's really an elaboration on a thing that was in wind waker that i kind of liked with the camera like it was like if you catalog all the monsters and stuff you get a little figurine of them sure. like it was a neat side quest in that game so that they've kind of rolled that into this again i'm doing it i don't know if it's like good gameplay exactly like every now and then there will be that's a great photo like it'll happen occasionally where i'm just like <laughs> yeah that monster was charging me and i took this picture just in time like it's have like you done any selfies with a monster like right behind you or anything yeah yet? yeah yeah i'm trying to remember if it was a monster or like like a goat was standing on a hill in this sure. weirdly dramatic way so i was like this is great and yeah, did yeah. a photo with them yeah like it, there's dumb stuff to be had there but even that though like my photo log keeps getting full so i have to delete most of my photos like, periodically, mm. I just have to call all my photos away. And the compendium stuff, I think, stays. It does. Once you've made an entry, it'll save that photo for it. So There's a can... reason for that, too. If you want me to, oh, like, okay. tell you. Maybe? Sure, I don't know. I, I guess. I mean, there's the memories thing, too, with photos, but... You get an upgrade what? later where you can, like, you know your little shrine indicator that, like, yeah, will yeah, beep yeah. when a shrine's so, nearby? You can set that yeah. to any photo in your compendium if you need to find a certain item. 
Oh, that's kind of neat. Yeah, so there's a so reason like, to do the compendium for sure. Weird. So it, it's like, hey, I have a favorite sword, and I want to find another one. You just load up your picture of that sword, and I was thinking more of it. like, I really like this recipe, and I need Hylian like wheat. So I'm oh, gonna okay. load up that. So whenever I'm near like a wheat field, I'll know, yeah, and I can stop and just up. pick up a bunch. Okay, I guess that's useful too. Yeah. So, okay. But yeah, I mean, the cooking thing, I, I've heard some people say, like, uh, they wish there was a recipe book or, or some a way recipe of book up, and a like, 20. Yeah. yeah, like, it's like, I want to make eight pies, so just do that. Right. As opposed to... But I don't want to make an eight apple, apple pie. I want to make cane. eight one apple pies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I don't want to waste a bunch of... Well, like, I think it's capped at five, maybe, for the sure. whole game. Y- yeah, but sorry. Yeah, I was yeah, just I saying for, like, yeah. yeah. Extra fruit mix and whatever like if you get a hearty radish just cook it by itself and it's one of the best things it's weird but um there's a lot of quality of life stuff like that in this game that i would kind of kill for um i'm trying to think of another one oh being able to drop shields and bows right from the quick drop or the quick select menu like right i don't know put put a button prompt there to like drop or something when i hover it that seems simple so i'm trying to think if there's some unassigned button that would make sense for that it doesn't even matter because if that menu's open just make it a or something like i don't care oh right if you're like holding left and going through your shields just have another button be like make it x or something that i don't use like all the time (laughs) yeah that would be kind of nice i mean at least the menus are pretty snappy but yeah they're not bad for sure it's, okay. it, it is kind of... Until you have, like, except, five pages of fucking recipe stuff. <laughs> there's even something with, like, you're always kind of right thumbstick flipping through the various categories. Yeah. And one of the categories is double big. It's, like, materials is usually twice as big as any other category. So Mine's it's three pages. Before so. you get to food. Yeah. It yeah. gets worse then as you get more stuff. Yeah. So, because it, monster parts annoying. are in there, too. And food. Yeah. And bugs. Everything is in there. Like ingredients and yeah, like yeah. Uh, loot, I guess, for potions or yeah. whatever monster it's parts. It's a fucking are for. nightmare. It's a goddamn nightmare, actually. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> well, but it's a weird, like, it's kind of, it's one of those double edged kind of things where it's like, well, the world is so compelling and like curiosity developing. So I'm collecting all this stuff. So then managing all this stuff I now have is annoying. No, the. Not- the the problem is that the, task. the problem is is that it takes so goddamn long to do anything to cook an elixir or something. You would actually be wasting so much time if every time you picked up an apple you cooked it. You have mm-hmm. to kind of hoard it and then be like, okay, I'm putting aside. Like I called into work today. I'm putting aside three and a half hours. We're gonna cook everything I have material wise. Like this is this is my Zelda session where I cook. Today we <laughs> tonight we cook Jesse. <laughs> No, it hasn't. It's been more like uh, every like 45 minutes of bombing around the world or something. I'll like have to stop at like a stable or something for like five, 10 minutes of cooking. See, that's probably smart. I do it at the end of every session. It takes an hour to do anything. Okay. It's bad. So you've like gotten a full session's worth of looting 
and yeah. apple harvesting and whatever. It's too and now much, it's man. To cook it all up. It's yeah. too much. Like, I, you know what? Maybe this is on me a little bit because I know how the system is. If I just showed some like responsibility in my actions on how often I cooked, maybe it would be okay. But as it is right now, it's so not okay. <laughs> it's yeah. so not okay. So I want to hear you talk about the weapon system because like and I don't want to put you off if you think it's a good system we can have a discussion about it because I know you're reasonable I've been talking well, to morons I think it would be more okay if it was less constrained in terms of inventory like if it was like your materials and stuff and you were able to just collect infinitium weapons maybe it would be less grievous to have them break very rapidly but okay. then I guess then you wouldn't necessarily be forced to juggle how do you feel about the idea uh, that link has always just kind of had a wooden shitty sword and then gets the master sword and you feel like the dopest motherfucker in every zelda game when you touch that sword for the first time it's like a rite of passage in those games when you get the master sword and you're like oh right i, I, mean, I am the link now the like, thing i was asking you like it would have made all the sense in the world for this system to be in place to contrast with how great the master sword is because right. then it would be the invincible sword but it right. it's it's sort of weird how they handle it because yeah like you say it breaks it sort of like loses charge or something like you can't use it anymore for all so intents and purposes break. it breaks like and then, let's not get it into comes semantics back every here. 10 minutes but then it's still there the whole time does it take up a slot yeah that's annoying because <laughs> it's okay. sort of in its own category. I will say you can never throw it away. I will say there's a point though, where you've collected so many Korok seeds just from like moving around that. Yeah. Holding a bunch of weapons. Isn't really a big deal anymore. And I will concede on that point. I still think it's stupid that you should, or that you do do like a bunch of weapons because like I said, man, I like link having a shitty sword and then getting the master sword. That's all mm. I need. I don't need so to hold a broomstick. Of shitty swords. Yeah. And one master sword. Actually, and there's some cool better. shit you can do with the shitty swords. I will say. Okay. There's um interesting. There's specific dudes that like they're like octoroks, but like they suck up a bunch of air. You'll like okay. face them in certain parts. If you I throw heard this, but I I, tr I just tried throwing a rusty sword <laughs> at a random octorok. And oh then no no like, no! That's in the river now. So there's there's special octoroks, not just any. Okay. <laughs> I heard this and tried it right away. I was like, "There's an octorok," and then that was that was that. Anyways, and yeah, you throw like axe or something. rusted garbage into them, and they make it like the royal broadswords that they used to be. <laughs> like it's that's really, cool. It's really dumb, but I really like that you just threw a rusted sword in the lake. <laughs> I did. It was it was not quite right, but I you know you hear half a rumor and and try oh, it man. out. But, that's good. But, I like that. That's yeah. a good story. Okay, but I don't know. It's it's been. I, I guess it's like that the swords menu is the easiest one to get st rid of stuff because it has that throw mechanic. So like with my Korok seeds, I kind of want to have more space for shields and bows so that opening those treasure chests isn't a big deal. But I guess I see what you mean. And I, I also kind of reserve space for like useful objects. So like a Korok leaf or a yeah. um, torch 
kind of just end up taking up space because it's like, well, I don't know, maybe I'll need a torch, so I might as well keep one. So now I'm minus those there's, two slots too, so I only have like five. For there's actually weapons. some story parts where you need something that can set stuff on fire. So yeah. keep a torch for sure. Yeah, and your bombs don't count. Like it's weird blue fire explosions. arrows do though. And you can light That's arrows right, yeah. on fire by touching them to fire. Touching them to torches and stuff, yeah. So. Yeah. Um, but I wasted all my arrows in that stupid, like, range. So. You'll want a sledgehammer for getting... Like a heavy weapon to smash open rocks and stuff? Yeah, because I know people say you can just use bombs. Those people haven't been on the side of a mountain trying to delicately <laughs> farm. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. That's that's definitely happened a couple times where it's like, oh! Okay. There goes my crystals. (laughs) Yeah. There was one annoying thing that wasn't even my fault because there's occasional treasure chests that are buried and you need to use your magnet power to pop them up. Uh But you don't have direct control of them when they pop up. It's like an animation. So it's just like pop and then it fell off a mountain. So I just like jumped after it (laughs) and like just kind of coasted down this mountain to this like riverbed. And then I found another chest and the chest I found. So it worked out. It was kind of cool, and I was, like, positioning these chests on the edge of the, like, river and opening them. See, these but, stories yeah, are what makes this, this system animation. good. Yeah. <laughs> this it makes the world kind of just dynamic and weird, and it's uh, <laughs> yeah. it's kind of fun to have it. And some dumb stuff, too, though. Like, I was in a shrine where there's, like, these wind-activated switches. I was like, oh, I have a Korok leaf. Whoosh. Open yeah, yeah. the thing. Yeah. Go grab the chest and leave. And then I'm like, okay, but what's down here? And then I, like went through this whole puzzle using ice blocks and get to the other end and then i hit a switch and it turns on a wind turbine that turns the switch and then it opens the same door i was like well i just wasted three minutes like yep okay i hacked it and didn't even know and i just left but yeah so generally there's a lot of good design in the game but Yeah, some of these weird kind of decisions fundamentally. I do find the control scheme for switching, like you are stopping the action a lot, but I do yeah. like that it pauses and it's pretty oh, well totally. designed. Like switching, quick switching. Holy like, crap, uh, that would suck if it didn't pause when you did that. No, it'd be terrible. <laughs> like, yeah. it's like I'm in midair, like fighting this crazy triple-armed robot thing. If I if I had to like run away from it and just kind of run around a circle while I'm like Kingdom Heartsing through my inventory to like yeah. select a different weapon. Kingdom Heartsing terrible. <laughs> the Kingdom Hearts system is terrible. Like yeah. it always wasn't great, but now it's like if they release the third one ever, they need to have a totally different system in place as opposed to this menu heavy selecting your elixir while you're still actively running around. Anyway, this isn't Kingdom Hearts. It's Zelda. It, it is Zelda. Of. It is Zelda. <laughs> Okay, but so you don't hate the weapon degrading thing. You just think it could be better implemented? Well, I guess so. Like, it, it definitely creates some frustrating situations and has you leaving a lot of stuff that you'd otherwise want to take with you. So it's it's a weird kind of balance. I don't know. I don't like that like, it's made me not want to fight mobs because I'll get like a club after I waste a broadsword. Like that's yeah. not cool, man. <laughs> like I'm just gonna run away from. I do run away from a lot of encounters. Like oh, it's nighttime and all these like yeah, you giant know. skeleton things are coming. The out savior of, the of Hyrule. I'm out of here. The hero of Hyrule. 
the running away. Fucking, the princess is appointed knight running away from bacoblins. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, unless it's, like, this is a monster den and you get a special chest at the end of it, like, yeah, I won't necessarily bother with... Even then, it's rarely worth it, I found. Yeah. It's so rare. It's weird. It's 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 definitely... Like, I mean, I'm thinking of the Bethesda games. Like, I'm not one to... Ugh, the inventory management. Like, I just want to get mods and turn that all off. Like, I don't do that. I do consider it, like, potentially a valid part of the experience. Like, the developers put some thought into why they have the system. Uh-huh. But in this case, yeah, there's there's definitely a kind of like compulsion versus uh, the just you know you got to make these tough decisions of just like I guess I'll just throw this away. Like it kind of makes everything you find a little crappy. Maybe yeah, it is does. The thing. Like it it kind of cheapens all the stuff. Like even really great stuff. Like I saw my friend find like a rare shield that's like a core thing. But then you yeah. read about it, and it's like, oh, this isn't, this will break as well, so I'll just never use it. Like, it kind of becomes this weird, like, this is now too precious to even use, so I won't use it. And his solution to some of this stuff, actually, was, like, uh, I, I hope this isn't exactly a spoiler thing, but, it, it you know, it's kind of similar to how Bethesda has done some stuff, too. Uh, you can own property and have yeah. a house. Yeah, yeah. So then sure. you end up displaying your favorite stuff in your house yeah and having like a rotating display of like your best stuff so it's like oh man i just found a sweet new shield i'm gonna like quick travel to my house put this on the wall and now i'll use my like second best shield out in the field and go surf on it or something like you can now put it into play like but a thing that's a bummer too is one of the beasts like straight up the beasts are like they a hundred years ago or whatever when the beasts were created, they were each one was run by like a general essentially, like yeah, one of the champions to like kill Ganon with you a hundred years ago before it all went shitty. Um, mm-hmm. So like they they're cool, like they are cool characters. They are the best of their race essentially, right? So the Gerudo one, like after all is said and done, they give you like this badass weaponry. That like their chief, like champion had. That I don't want to use that shit, yeah. man, because that's one of a kind. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? There, like, okay, <laughs> I will say like this might be kind of another revealing something about the game. I like I was reading some fact stuff while my friend was playing it to kind of like solve some of the stuff specifically because we found that super rare shield. There is a guy you can that fix will stuff. sell you. Mm-hmm. unique stuff again for a yeah, high yeah. price so you can play with it but it'll cost you thousands of rupees later yeah it's that's... weird it's like a weird it's kind of a weird system because like stuff like armor never breaks at all it's it's just fine you can just upgrade it and right. keep having it like it's not like oh that guy really connected with your like head so your headpiece broke and now you can't use it anymore so yeah it's a little weird that like some of the equipment that you get is invaluable like you can use it forever and all the stuff you're going to find even stuff in chests is not necessarily unique stuff that's going to last very long so no i don't know it's weird the the thing that pumps me out is that if they did the stuff with a little more like better implementation i think it could be make it feel real cool like it would be Mm -hmm. really cool 
if this was like the tempered steel that the Gerudo made for this champion a hundred years ago, it will never like dull. It will never. So it break. makes some of those like those drops or like those things you get like more I just valuable. tamed a fucking beast for you, and you're gonna yeah. give me something that breaks. Fuck yeah, <laughs> that's bullshit. Like, everything breaks. That's just the world. But like, this is the thing: you know? is that I I kind of want to be able to pick up a stick and it to break after five hits. I want flimsy, shitty things like a rake to break. But yeah. the like. The fucking steel forged in, like, hellfire or whatever for this champion a hundred years ago, like, that was given the task to slay the Calamity Ganon. That should not yeah. break, man. Like, that should be Even a thing if, so, I worked to get. What if some of that stuff worked the same way as the Master Sword, where it's like, well, it's broken, but it'll recharge. So it's, it's still oh. distinctive from the other equipment, but it's not completely outside of the system here's the thing you know let's meet halfway on this right with the master sword okay it cuts like it cuts down the darkness right that's fine yeah it does like yeah. even in the other games you do the like pew pew with it because it's a super special sword that yeah. i could see breaking and needing to recharge or whatever let me still mm -hmm. use it as a normal broadsword that never breaks it's the master. Oh, like sword. It, so it loses its like magic bonus. It is no longer doing still... like a hundred and fifty to like ancient beans or whatever the fuck it does, but yeah. it is doing sixteen to everything. Okay, okay. Like it's still a sword. <laughs> like, come on, meet me halfway <laughs> like, here. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's all dinged up. It's got a heel or whatever. Like you just set it aside. Yeah, well, even like even if you look in the lore way, right? To, to wield the master sword you have to like lose a bunch of hearts to try to even hold it and pick it up out of its like the ground or whatever so i could see there be a lore thing where like it breaks because link is like no longer able to wield it appropriately like his soul is being crushed basically in this fight that's fine okay i'm okay with that but like at the end of the day he's still holding a blade let it do like 16 damage <laughs> yeah <laughs> come on like mm. if he can't summon up the powers of like the goddess Hylia or whatever the fuck is it it's infused with then I don't know like maybe it's metal that's sharp that you can stab something with who, who knows <laughs> no it turns to jelly actually it's weird <laughs> it's like forged jello. out of choo choos yeah, I don't know. Forged out of choo choos. Yeah, I got so I had so much choo choo jelly because <laughs> they drop so much when there's, they explode. There's Got so great. much choo choo jelly in that game. Yeah, yeah. there sure is. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's I a kind know. of a problem. But I okay. Can okay, we, actually, I want to bring yeah. up one thing related to kind of like oh, I just want to pick up a stick. I just want to you know be able to go through my inventory like that. Uh, there was one area I saw my friend do that was really cool mm -hmm. because it was it was almost like a a reset like back to zero. It was it was a shrine related side quest thing where you go to this one island and it's a, it's almost like a castaway situation where it's just like all right your inventory's down to zero. Everything you find is now like important again for uh -huh. this one area. Like it was like. Not since the very first area is it like, oh, okay, well, I guess I've got to use this stick, you know? I guess I... Sweet, I found an axe. Like, it kind of makes everything 
cool again for that one area. It was like an hour maybe of gameplay. But sure. it was kind of neat seeing like all these kind of enemies become threats again because you're now limited in what your resources are to the, like whatever's on this island. So that was a really neat quest. I, I can't wait to check it out personally again. Uh, but uh, No, for sure. Yeah, I don't know. If the game had some kind of way of making all the the materials more valuable in that true way as opposed to you're kind of just hoarding great stuff and then also cycling through like three or four junk weapons in every major encounter then it would be some i don't have an easy you know armchair designer solution to this problem though with what the game they made because then yeah like what if it was like they didn't have the everything breaks necessarily, but then what's in all those chests out in the world, and like what is what is the kind of carrots on the stick? Yeah, I don't. Know. Well, <laughs> you're out there finding stuff, so that's you know, my problem. Is at the point I'm useless. The and... point I'm at in the game is I don't want to find stuff. Like I've been doing this too long. I've been I'm too old for this shit. Yeah, like like you're when that game came out, I spent like probably 30 hours in the first couple days playing that game because I thought I loved it and then I just slowly it beat me down I was like I can't do it anymore I just want an experience that they've directed I want them to tell me where to go next and for me to find an item and then to use that item in some cool puzzles and then maybe beat the boss with that item and then go to the next one and continue until I win I'm so sick of open shit I'm so sick of looking for stuff like, I don't hmm. want it anymore. So I've been playing Ocarina well, time. <laughs> Actually. Okay, because, no, that was going to become the next thing. It's like, they made a lot of games like that. So yeah. maybe if you skipped some along the way, you could be like, hey, give Skyward Sword a try. Like, a lot of people hated it. I thought it was okay. I this, had a is, good this is the thing, is that I was talking about um, Breath of the Wild with some people in the Discord. And mm -hmm. I was remembering the ending and some other random parts of Wind Waker. And I was just like, maybe I don't actually hate that game as much as I remember. I'm going to try that out. <laughs> so okay. I've been meaning to go pick up like a copy of it on Wii U, because why not? Rather than hook mm -hmm. my GameCube up. I don't even know if I have a plug-in for the GameCube anymore. It's probably here somewhere. But yeah, I kind of want to play that game again. And in the meantime, I've been playing Ocarina of Time. And... I am loving a lot about that game, but not how it plays. <laughs> like, the controls are so old and bad. The Z-targeting is so bad. Yeah. yeah. It's really bad. <laughs> so I mean, it's twenty, almost 20 years old, so I guess yeah. that's And it doesn't help that, like, Breath of the Wild, I feel the combat was very good. So going mm -hmm. from very good to early... 3D Zelda Z-targeting crappiness has been mm -hmm. hard, but like it's kind of kind of nice revisiting those dungeons again, man, and having like a thing to do. Except Jabu Jabu, fuck Jabu Jabu and his stupid little escort quest of Rudo or whatever. I hate the I hate Zoras? that. Part. Yeah, okay. Where you have to go save Princess Rudo or whatever, and then she's from like, inside that monster thing yeah yeah and then she's mad and she wants you to carry her and then she's like be a man or whatever if you like leave her outside while you do a room yeah i, I hate that fucking part so the much. conceit of that dungeon okay yeah everything else hmm. like the dungeons have been cool as hell um 
meeting up with Zelda when you're kid Link, like kid Zelda in the garden, like actually just like made my heart feel like so good. I was just like, mm-hmm. I really liked this part. I'm so happy to be seen again. Just like the innocence of like Link stumbling into the garden after doing that crappy stealth part <laughs> that they thought was a good idea. It's pretty bad. Like it's a weird camera angle too. Yeah. Yeah. But then like that, that part is part. like Zelda's lullabies playing and she's like picking flowers and it's just like this is this is why people like these games. There's like some great Zelda ass shit in here. And then like <laughs> I was <laughs> I was streaming this and then people were like yeah. asking me what I think of the game. And I do think Ocarina of Time is extraordinarily mediocre. Like three out of five, like baseline, like not good, not bad, just kind of there. <laughs> so like Okay. But it's exactly what I needed at that moment because I, it was a directed experience where I play Link and the time travel stuff, and man, it felt good. And I'm so excited to actually go back to Wind Waker, and I never thought I'd say those words. <laughs> I never thought I'd say it, but I've been doing a lot of introspective digging and realized Breath of the Wild like, is the worst like, Zelda game I've played ever. Well, It's a great game. It's a terrible Legend of Zelda game. I can't stand it for what I go to Legend of Zelda for. So, hmm. yeah. Well, it's definitely, like, trying to do a a very different thing so it doesn't have the same, like, imbuing these temples and dungeons with any kind of lore or mythos exactly, like, in that same kind of... like, Or even, like, a scene, like, meeting Zelda for the first time has kind of, like, got a... Not iconic, but like there's like a grandiose presentation to it or something. It's those memories actually in Breath of the Wild are like my favorite thing. Those oh yeah, that's right. So they they kind of have a collection of those, but you can kind of find them as you do. Yeah, and then it. I I saw some of those. Those those had some meaningful kind of stuff to it. I really like those. I kind of don't mind some of the like you find a diary and read through it. There's some okay. (laughs) Some of those are really really creepy, and I love it. There's okay. Some, there's like the lonely like bow girl or whatever who's like basically like writing how she wants Link to like fuck her. <laughs> it's weird. It's fucking weird. I've had this crush on this guy. Or... It's weird okay. Nintendo bullshit. Like high school. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I don't know. It's it. It's trying to. Okay. I guess that's the thing. Like, do would you be dismayed? if this is now kind of the groundwork that they build off of for next, the next titles in the franchise, like this is the new absolutely not. formula. No. Absolutely thing. not. No. Okay. I'd be completely okay with it because as a game, I still like it. I do. That's the thing. I, I really love the open ended, like that discovery element to it. Like even like when I tried to play wind waker HD, like a, a month ago, I was kind of just like, oh, man, I really love some of these temples. I can't wait to check that stuff out again. Uh, But the rigid kind of point A, point B structure of the games kind of just necessitates you go through a bunch of tedium to get anywhere. So it's just like, yeah, you can't use the ship yet. You got to find a sail in town. And, hey, there's these bullies and they're kind of messing with you and all this kind of stuff. Like there's all these like hoops you got to jump through to make anything happen. And I kind of like that this one got away from that kind of format but i want the hoops i don't want open world that's okay is that well 
at maybe an they open could world still game, be the hoops still... in it. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I well, think there's a compromise to make the perfect game for me. There was but... a Gerudo area that I play. I helped my friend play through. That was a. Uh, you kind of go into this area to rescue someone, and then it kind of becomes this like stealth mission inside this camp or whatever. <laughs> yeah, but it's kind of like you yeah. went from the open world seamlessly into this more kind of structured area. No, you're right, and it was and that's kind of cool. Okay, part I think. Yeah. Okay. Um, whereas, whereas, like you know, I don't mind jumping through some hoops once I've found the place where the hoops are. But let I think me that's find a compromise that for when sure. I want to. I like the so. beasts. I like the hoops I have to jump through to finish the dungeon thing after mm-hmm. I found it. And I like the hoops to even enter the dungeon. Like, I like that stuff a lot. It's mm-hmm. The problem I'm at is that I'm ready to go finish the game. And I kind of don't want to because I kind of don't want it to be over. I know as soon as I, like, defeat Calamity Ganon or whatever the hell the ending is, whatever happens, I'm yeah. done. Like, I'm going to shelve this game. Because I'm not going to go search the world for more shrines. I'm not going to get more Kurok seeds. I'm not doing any of that shit. That's that's kind of a structural thing I was like curious about. with When my friend was playing, I was kind of like, oh, dude, go go to the end. You got all the stuff. And I was th- then I, f- I was thinking about that. Like, maybe that was kind of a selfish thing to ask, but I just kind of want to see that. Because, um, yeah, that might ruin his resolve to continue going with the world. But he seemed fine continuing to go find the shrines and stuff but yeah that definitely would be kind of a momentum killer i really feel like i'm in the minority about all this and i've never felt more in the minority since mass effect 3's ending on the internet Mm -hmm. about a game (laughs) um where it's like universally heralded but you're just like really i don't know and then the thing is even just saying like really people get mad about it is like well, it's the best Zelda game I've ever played. It's like, yeah, but you don't play games, so I don't care about your opinion. Like, <laughs> yeah, sure. Or it's like, well, you don't really know, though, because you didn't play all of them, so... Right. What to be fair, I haven't played Skyward Sword. I can't give people shit about not playing all of them, because I haven't. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, no. Fair enough. That That's one that seems to, like, get a disproportionate amount of, like, disdain, and I I really had a great adventure. <laughs> like, See, when I, I played the Rito, so... Aren't they like the race in that game? The re- oh well, I mean, there's a lot of flying based stuff, so the birds and yeah, they they're they're. I just don't like there. bird people. Something about them okay bug me. They're like faces or something. I I don't like the, I don't like them in this game either. I kind of like the big owl dude that was kind of like the chief. I, I okay. enjoyed his design or whatever, but I just call them all Birdman and make Michael Keaton jokes when I'm playing like it's it's fine but can i read you an excerpt from the journal that i found okay like i found the images of it so this is from journal of various worries i don't know what town this is in that new guy in town looks like he really knows how to tune a bow i hope he comes by and knocks an arrow for me it's been way too long dash lonely arrow girl (laughs) whoa yeah so there's some (laughs) There's some weird... cheeky writing in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. There's, there's some shit in there. Eton Plus, everybody. Like, whoa. That's <laughs> okay. Yeah. The, there was one I saw that I kind of liked because it was sort of a justification for why Link doesn't talk. Okay. And it was like, hey, they actually wrote. Like, it, it's just something about, like, I think it's from Zelda. It's like she she talks about a conversation they had and he explains to her why he feels it's like 
kind of rude to to talk too much when you're in his role. It was just a little thing, but I, oh. I kind of so was struck by it. It's because of like an honor thing, like have him as being a knight. He shouldn't be like if he is going to be going to kind of help with these crazy troubles these people have. Like he he doesn't want to you know seem arrogant or or kind of weird about it. it's something about like carrying the mantle of a hero like he feels part of that should be this quiet respect like a thing stoic guard i'm like, i'm paraphrasing something. but i kind of cool. just like that there was any kind of like acknowledgement of the silent protagonist thing and also this is one where he doesn't really have a weird like animal or like his sword talks or he has a talking hat or something like there's hey, no real listen justification for why he isn't speaking to people it's kind of just implied that he is talking at on occasion with somebody like you know so right i don't know there's kind there's of like a things. one word answer thing where it's like will you yeah help? yes i will like that's yeah. all he says that's all that's that all needs to be said. said yeah or whatever you have your little dialogue options and there's a couple of them so you could just kind of no link literally said the thing i just chose uh so th- th- there's some interesting developments in this game that I like that could yeah. be I didn't you know, find that or I don't remember forward. that so I like that yeah a lot. I mean there's a lot of stuff to be yeah dug up in that giant world but okay I guess like the, the one other thing I will just kind of maybe this is the final point maybe not it's it's a big game <laughs> um but the thing you're talking about with like once you defeat Calamity Ganon like that's it you're gonna be done yeah. Like that is that is something I kind of appreciate with the structure of the Arkham games where they kind of just have it where it's like yeah but I mean there's still criminals out there they're still causing problems. So like you've beaten the main story but there's still like a good reason Batman would continue doing stuff. Did you see the ending then of this game? Uh um, yeah. The I mean the, oh, the core I didn't... thing. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um I have heard that when you be Calamity Ganon, that's it. And I don't like, let me tell you what I wanted to happen. Like, this is what's stopping me from doing it, actually, is I would have beaten Ganon yeah. by now if it was like, well, now that Ganon's gone, you can still explore Hyrule and talk to people because they're still having like issues. Sure. That would have been dope. Or, or, but I heard no. Even if it's that's just not like, it. <laughs> we got to go clean up like his minions and stuff that are out there. Right, because the Blood like, Moon yeah, still If happened. there was some. So like the, the guardians are still corrupted and all this kind of stuff. Like if there was some sort of like stated reason why the hero should continue adventuring, then that would be kind of cool. But yeah, like from what I saw, it seemed to like roll credits and stuff, but it was like a Bethesda thing where you have to load up another save to of like right before you go. Yeah. You begin. Yeah. I think there was like a little star or an emblem or something next to his save after he beat the game quotes. So okay. it acknowledges it in some way, but it's it's kind of reset back before it happened. So it's it's very gamey in that way. Yeah, like I kind of wish, yeah, it had some sort of internal logic why you'd return to the world to continue doing stuff. Because there's or whatever, yeah, there's no internal yeah. logic. Like I just want to go back to Hyrule. I live there. I'm Link. <laughs> yeah, I have a house. I have all these shields that I was collecting. <laughs> like yeah. you have a presence in that world, but yeah. it kind of just well, adventure over. You did it. I get yeah. it, but I don't like it. It's basically <laughs> what I'm getting at. Mm-hmm. Um, I, okay. A lot of this has been, like, I'm done bitching here. I really do like okay. this game a lot. Um, it's still the worst Zelda game to me. And 
I'm okay with that because I'm still playing a lot of it. Like, even all the problems I have with the game, I've played way more than I should have of this game. Like, I have other games to play that all took a backseat to it. Yeah. So, so I love it. It's still got some, really something like magical going on, but you just kind of don't like core design things about it. So, that makes yeah. sense. I mean, I'm still, I'm still early on. I haven't done any of the Guardian or like the the beasts or whatever like the divine beasts or what area did you go to first let's talk about your gameplay experience the, the okay. one i discovered was the the rito place like uh, okay that was my last so weird okay i've heard a lot of people recommend that as the first one you do so that you get something kind of really good out. for traversing from them so yes okay you should okay. do them first if you haven't the ones, the ones like just through other podcasts and stuff that that seemed to be the consensus was like Zora or R- Rudo first seemed to be Zora how people were so going. Good, dude. Oh okay. man. <laughs> oh man, I'm, is I'm, that part good? <laughs> I'm kind of curious about it, but yeah, the one I guess the race I've seen the least of is the Gorons because my friend had completed it already and didn't really traverse that area much. After. Yeah, the Gorons so. part kind of sucks. Um, because of fire damage or no because of a stealth escort mission right that sounds delightful (laughs) yeah it's it's not is it underwater too like just no (laughs) no you're swimming through lava escorting this person and you have to avoid these spotlights yeah yeah yep great that's okay that's literally correct (laughs) so oh man um, okay and the thing you get well, from it's kind of cool though like it helps with game like, of the year. it helps with like combat stuff quite a bit so that's good okay um oh no yeah, yeah. no those like kind of divine blessings or whatever i saw a lot of them because my my friend oh. got them all okay but, yeah uh, you get the shield from gorons because they're strong rock people obviously. right right which is a uh, yes help you breathe a little easier the gerudo one is the, the worst of, uh, is that the lightning thing? Yep. Okay. Kind of shitty. Like, it's fine for when you're fighting a big thing and you're able to, like, get it off because you have to hold down the heavy attack or whatever. But, like... Yeah. It seems to do some decent damage and work out in some areas, but I gotcha. Yeah. Sure, yeah. The other ones are all better. They are way mm-hmm. better. <laughs> so, Yeah. I don't know. That game... Okay. Breath of the Wilds in stores now. What Other than you... that weird tilty thing, the Wii U version is is totally okay, so... Um, yeah, it's weird. I, mm-hmm. I want to transition a little bit here about okay. me hating the internet. What would you give this game out of 10? For you oh, personally. I'm so, I'm so early in how I'm... Yeah, but how I'm that's experiencing fine. right now, so... It, it'll probably change. Mm. You can be honest if it's a 10. It's fine. No, I, I, I mean, I don't, I don't think it's, it's quite like ten. I, I'd say nine or eight point five or something. Like, I, okay. I'm having a really engaging time, yeah, but yeah. there kind of hasn't really been like, whoa, that's like next level. Like, dude, I've never done anything like that. Like, not quite had that kind of rush exactly. Like that little river rafting adventure I had last night was probably the closest thing where I was just like, wow, that was really organic. Yeah. yeah. But, sure. Yeah. Um, a um, lot of the internet disagrees. It's a perfect game, and they have been mm-hmm. outwardly attacking any critics who have said otherwise. So, well, 
it's I've I've it's been a little bit of a you know having to think through just where Metacritic was at because it was like rankings yeah. like this one of the five best games ever or whatever and it's like it's just I think it, it might just be kind of this deficiency in video game reviewing in general because it's it's hard it's like an always moving goalpost thing of like how great are games in general so it's like sure well. This is, you know, even the stuff we've said about just, like, the open world design and, like, climbing the towers and that being still distinct and different. Like, to some people, it's like, well, I mean, I gave Assassin's Creed 2 a 9.7, so this is better than that. So I have to give it a 9.9 or whatever. Like, it's just kind of... That's... It's better. That's a fallacy, though. Yeah. Like, we're (laughs) just like, well, but if you played Assassin's Creed 2 today, it would be, like, a 6, because all this other stuff has happened. But then everything's like even? deteriorating. It's probably I don't a know. five. Like it's I don't know. Probably I just really real. enjoyed it like seven years ago. But okay. well, it's whatever. Weird. This like, isn't about the score you would give Assassin's Creed. I know. I know. I'm just saying, like <laughs> video games. Yeah. It's it's weird medium in that way because like everything kind of deteriorates really quickly because something better comes out. Like, it's not like, oh, it's debatable. I mean, 2001 Space Odyssey is still better than Interstellar, am I right? Like, you can have that fight. But this is like, no, this is just a fundamentally different thing we're gauging it on. Like, it just has different, like, abilities. It has more hard drive space or whatever. Like, so it's a bigger, richer world because that's possible now because technology. Like, it's just, or like, I don't know. It's, It's a weird problem. So people get really defensive, though. I, I kind of, some time ago was discussing like the weird vacation analogy where like people set yeah. up camp and want to live in this game. So people are like, I live in Hyrule now. And it's like, yeah, I don't know. I kind of don't like this thing. Shut up. I live here. Like it, it gets really <laughs> heated up, really quickly. <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, Skyrim or something or people who spent a lot of time in Azeroth, like it becomes really closer to that person than something, th- you know, more removed, like a movie or a TV show even. So, it's weird. It's just something with the nature of fandom kind of stuff. So, sure. I don't know. I, I haven't really been like trying to dig up like people excitedly talking about this game. Like, I haven't seen that happening exactly, but. Okay. What I'm yeah, getting at specifically is yeah. um, a lot of people 10 out of 10, perfect game, blah, blah, blah. Um, mm-hmm. I it brought up the notion to me more about why do we even have people that say this shit anymore? Why is that industry around? Because yeah. who cares? The people who cared about this game bought it day one. Some of them bought a fucking console to play it. Like mm-hmm. we don't need this circle jerk fucking happening anymore where we want to hear what Giant Bomb has to say about it because Dan won't stop coming about this game and gave it a perfect score and then, like, hate everybody that doesn't agree with us. Like, well, I, I just not don't a lot understand of these people, like, why they exist anymore at all. When it when it comes to, like, a big enough game like this, or, like, I think they've kind of had this, like, expressed, specifically at Giant Bomb in some reviews for games like Halo or something, where, like, it's Halo, just, like... yeah. Or Call of Duty, like, there's annual releases or whatever, but it, it's still just, like... Well, you already know that you want this or not, so this isn't really going to help you. But I just want to say that Halo 4 is lacking here and here or something. Like, you know, they'll still express thoughts about it. But if a game is, like, Mm -hmm. landmark enough, it's, like, kind of... Yeah, you're right. It kind of becomes Like, what's the point? 
if it's a smaller game though, or something like lesser known, like say it, like someone like me, a review for a game like Neo might be really valuable because I I'm no, curious. You're about totally it. right. You're one hundred percent right. But it's an unknown right. quantity, right? Like I can hear people be like, "Oh, it's kind of like Souls." And it's like, "Okay, but it's Team Ninja. Like, what what does that mean for it or whatever?" Like, there's still there's more to know about it before you make a jump into that. No, but you're one hundred percent correct. However. Legend of Zelda, why are we telling people what we think about it in review form and doing a Metacritic? This mm-hmm. is, the, like, one of the oldest fucking games of all time. Everybody knows if they like this Legend of Zelda stuff or not. And Like, I'd rather just hear them talk about it on the podcast or do a video thing. Why do we have to continue this fucking echo chamber circle jerk of giving perfect scores so a Metacritic number goes up and people are, like, happy? I'm sick of that shit. Maybe part of it is like there's these certain latent fans that might sit out for a few installments. So like something this positive might be like, well, I played Ocarina and uh, then I, you know, I really liked Wind Waker, but kind of didn't like Twilight Princess. There's a lot of people that felt that way, you know, so maybe they shied away for like a decade. Maybe too many people. Maybe too many people. That's all I hear ever. Yeah, I know. Like that and Skyward both get kind of thrown thrown aside, but you know. Meanwhile, there's people that went on all these adventures, so they they're you know kind of not sure why this kind of happens. Where like suddenly more people are talking about Zelda this time, and you're just like, "What are you guys talking about? Like that was a great game. You don't you don't know to not know that. Like you, what are you talking about?" But maybe this is enough of a kind of spotlight on this one that people who have been kind of dormant for a while might return. Maybe to that's go on not, another Hyrule adventure or something. That's actually not. Which, a yeah, I don't. Point. I don't know if that audience necessarily needs to have like Metacritic around or or read IGN's review or whatever. Do we they're need doing, Metacritic? But, period. Like, I don't I'm, know that review aggregators. Like, I'm addicted to them. I always go and check that shit. I don't right. know why, but but if I like they numbers, weren't around. You wouldn't have an addiction, <laughs> right? Like, I would just. It's wild because I'm curious about it and my right. friend liked it. And or you would listen died, to you know? the Bombcast or something to hear what they thought about it and they could have an honest-to-God discussion and not one dude just coming his pants with a number. Well, it's a little weird because like, even in that, like, you know, the number is 5 out of 5, but in the discussions about it, there's some kind of acknowledgments of like, yeah, I didn't really like that part. Oh, I haven't what... really gotten to those shrines yet. Like, This so is it's exactly kinda... what I'm getting at. Exactly the point. Like, a 5 out of 5 review was published, and then there was, like, stuff he hadn't even tried yet in the game. So then it's kind of like, well, what value is that 5 out of 5? Like, that's kind of a very cursory right. judgment. But it's like, well, I saw the credits roll, or, you know, I spent X hours, but... It's a little weird. It's kind of arbitrary. I guess I, I, I just don't want numbers anymore. It's kind of what I'm getting at, I guess. More I than think anything. it's a two-way problem. It's kind of a similar thing to, like, you know, me saying, like, oh, the Oscars don't matter, but then know everything about the ceremony. <laughs> like, I can't help but soak up those details and know the stats because it's just what I have always done. Uh-huh. But it's like, yeah, I didn't watch the ceremony this year. But, yeah, I mean, La La Land won six and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like, I do that. <laughs> right. And... I don't know. Like, so, yeah, there might be people that are just kind of looking at the percentages and, oh, 92%. Well, maybe I should check that out or whatever. Like, there's still, we're giving some value to these things by engaging with those numbers and talking about it, I guess, even. 
So there's something going on. There's some value. There's some... But, like, even if there's some, like, bitterness that, like, who are you to judge this? Like, why is your take on it? Oh, part of that's, this that's not my score? bitterness at all. Okay, that's, okay. Don't get me wrong. It's not that at all. It's kind of just, if anything, it's probably the audience reaction that actually irks me. I, I don't mind yeah. people talking about their opinions on the games. I actually like it. The problem is is lynch mobs kind of form <laughs> when, okay. when this stuff is happening. Um, I'm going to stop like hiding what I want to get at. Jim Sterling reviewed this game. He gave it a 7 out of 10 saying he really liked it with some problems. I was like, okay, I agree with all his problems. I can overlook them more than he can because I would probably give it an 8 myself. Yeah. So like, yeah, yeah. like I probably can overlook it a little bit better. He's been relentlessly attacked, DDoSed, his site taken down ever since because it yeah. isn't a perfect score. And I hate everybody on the internet right now. Like the internet's a disgusting just hive of villainy <laughs> villainy. So I I don't know. Uh, I just yeah, don't want to I hate people. It, it, it's a weird age-old thing with Zelda 2. Like, uh, yeah. 2006, Jeff Christman gave Twilight Princess an 8.8. .8, similar stuff. You know, uh -huh. people really upset that, like, that's not even a 9. Like, wow, could you do that? And it's like, have you even played it yet? Like, there's problems. <laughs> but, right. yeah, it's just kind of that defensive camping mentality. I don't know. You know, do you live here? Or do you just have a summer home? It's a different thing. And I know that's not a universal analogy. And I... But I think so that's the reason that. it irks me is because yeah. even though I love a lot of stuff, I can't help but see faults in even the stuff I love. Mm -hmm. So, like, I like when people can give an honest review and say this is probably a 7 out of 10 for these reasons. Like, I I just don't like people that say this is a 10 out of 10 or 9 out of 10 and just say because it gives me good feels or something. Like, their opinion yeah. means nothing to me. Yeah, it's opinions are hard to, I guess, also, suss out. Or, I kind of want to, we'll talk about that after, right. if I remember. There's a specific thing that happened today that, like, I was so fucking angry about. <laughs> that okay. That's something I don't even want to air, like, grievances online, like, on this. So we can talk after. But, okay. Yeah. I mean, I kind of want to move to to a game that uh, is you know great. has a lot of flaws, but sim okay. kind of a similar like back and forth thing where it's just like, man, I love this, but it's got some problems. Yeah, uh, I played through. I played through the Last Guardian, like beginning to end. Oh, played that man. whole thing. Okay. And yeah. man, I that game hits some stellar highs that I loved profoundly. You're the but, only person I've ever heard say that. <laughs> okay. okay. There's some great stuff. But the thing is, there was also like maybe a 15-minute window of time where I hated that game. Like okay. it was just the most frustrating garbage I was I had played in a while. Was it and because it's just you were like, controlling man, an animal? Tragic. No, because the animal at this point in the game was kind of just like I want to eat some barrels. Can you get me some barrels? Uh -huh. And I said, okay. That's uh, a thing that occasionally happens in this game. Uh, so there was just this process of like moving these boxes to a hole in a gate and trying to throw a barrel up on top of them so I could then get up there and throw the barrel through the hole and move on. 
and it was just like this stupid comedy of just it falling off the edge of the of the box or like me getting so excited because I landed on top of the boxes. So then I jump up on top of there and move a little bit too fast and kind of bump the barrel and it falls off. It was it was enraging, crazy stuff. That game, though, <laughs> like what it's doing with its kind of, you know, buddy system or whatever, where it's you and this giant kind of cat bird thing named Trico. Yeah, uh, you're this little kid. Like it's total, it's total, you know, Team Eco, like Fumetto, Oweta kind of stuff. But there's just like a transcendent quality to just the lighting and the architecture and just kind of the structure of the environment and all this kind of stuff. Like I just really like being in there. But some of the particulars of what you're asked to do are just so bad. Like it's just, I don't know mm. if it's old game design or whatever. But like this is the thing. I feel like this is a game where it's like tragically, this might be a great let's play viewing experience like this might not be okay. for everybody to play but it is such a weird distinct adventure that i think it's worth looking at you know and and it's got some goofy ass stuff to how it plays like you have like the strongest grip in the world because you're just going to be periodically like just like often actually grabbing on a trico and just being whipped around in this crazy ragdoll fashion that just looks hilarious and stupid but it's key to the gameplay not being awful that you don't have like a grip limit because then you die and game over like all the time. So Trico's fighting some crazy like armored knight dudes and you're just trying to get back on like on top of him. So you grab onto like one of his legs and then you're just getting whipped around in this insane fashion and it just looks ridiculous. So it's got that going on. But there there are times where it's like the most cinematic like adventure thing I've, I've you know like just this genuine kind of bond between these two characters it does some amazing stuff and i played through sequences like just you know completely captured in what's going on even if it's scripted stuff like you kind of lose the sense of when a situation is purely scripted or not like it's just so detailed at times and i was playing on original ps4 so all those like frame rate issues i heard about yeah maybe it's just immunities i built up from playing shadow of the colossus on ps2 <laughs> But I didn't. It didn't seem wild. that bad at all. <laughs> yeah, like it's just or playing yeah. like Ocarina on N sixty four or whatever, or playing any N sixty four game. Like just growing up with frame rate with being <laughs> a certain way, right? Yeah, yeah. And then seeing this is just like, oh, this is actually running really well. Like I, I was kind of totally fine with that kind of stuff. But yeah, so I I will say like at the end of all of it, I am so glad I went on that journey with that game. But I will. I could totally understand some of those scores that were coming out of just like wishing for more and like getting really frustrated with some of the particulars. Because yeah, there's some there's some warts in there. But, All uh, I'm kind of hearing is that Nathan just recommended maybe watching a let's play. I will never play this game. Okay. Like if you're saying like maybe it's not a maybe bad don't idea play to it. watch this. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I probably won't ever. That sounds like bad. I mean if that's the thing, yeah. If you've like well, I played all of Eco, you know, I played Shadow Classes, I periodically still play those. Like if you're that guy, obviously you already have this game. <laughs> like, sure. yeah, you know, yeah. there's kind of a bait built in audience for that. But it's not oh, very sure. big. And that's kind of the unfortunate tragedy about it though, because I was reading a bit about it, and like they're really trying to make a mainstream game, like to try to make something that people will enjoy. But 
they I don't know. It's just got like this like logic to it or like just this kind of like feeling your way around the environment and stuff. I feel like it's just too intimidating an actual play experience. Like it's just not intuitive. Like some of the stuff you're just like, what do I do now? Like you just kind of have to figure it out, like figure out what you want Trico to do and like, where should he go? And this weird control scheme where you're kind of jumping on Trico in different ways to kind of signal what you want him to do next and stuff. Like, it's very frustrating. So I, this kind of audience that they're hoping to have that really seems like maybe it's just with some of the reading I've been doing and stuff. Like it seems harmonious with kind of like the studio Ghibli films or something. Like there's something very magical okay. and whimsical sure, about yeah. it. I could see that, but, the, but you know, spirited away, one of the top box office hits in Japan, like this game's not going to be one of the top, grossing video games because it's just got this like clunk layer <laughs> to everything that is gonna like turn away most people like but some of the stuff that's going on like it's just such a pure-hearted like big imagination adventure that it's like in a way it's something you could even recommend to like a like a parent or like a grand grandfather or something and just be like this is a crazy magical thing but you have to play it with a playstation controller and it's really weird and occasionally really hard like they're never gonna they're never going to see it all. It's weird. It's like, it's totally at odds with itself. So it's like this small percentage of people, if you can like navigate through the whole game, you can have an amazing time. But yeah, this, this might be again, an avenue where something like a let's play would be a better way to see some of these wonders without having that deterrent in it. So I don't know. Mm -hmm. I'm at odds about how I felt about it, but I, I really liked it overall. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Did you play like even Eco? Eco is probably the one I compared I it to more. I didn't like Eco at all. I stopped playing yeah. it. I, I there, I'll be there, honest with you. Shadow of the Colossus had some moments where I was like, "Why the fuck am I doing this?" But I usually like I like the high of feeling like I took down those monsters because yeah. that was like before the internet kind of ruined life and like you could just find answers. Right oh away. yeah, how to fight these things? Yeah, yeah. And I remember I was playing it, like um, a guy I was working with. Actually, oh wait, you wouldn't have ever met him. He left before you got there. Um, oh man. Yeah, he. I was playing it like not at work, at home or whatever. But when I would go back into my shift, we worked Saturdays together. I would talk to him about it because he had played it like before me, and like we would it would be like a thing we would chat about and then if like i was having a problem with a certain thing he would be like try this or what it was kind of like the schoolyard thing of back in the day where you would like go to school and then during recess you would be like yeah i can't find where to go in metroid or something and then your buddy would be like oh you should try this area and then you would go home after and then like try it and be like oh yeah and then you would continue a little bit and maybe get stuck somewhere and you would chat about it later on like it was that and it was so, mm -hmm. it was the perfect way to play that game. But now everything's on the internet. You can just like Google a game name and it'll show you a walkthrough of where everything is. So nothing's special anymore. Everything's useless. Yeah. Uh, my friend kind of insisted on not helping me because like finding your way through it is kind of part of the quality of it, I guess. There was one or two parts though where it was just like, what the hell do I do? Like this is not. Okay. There's a difference between helping somebody and telling them what to do though. Yeah, yeah, like kind of giving 
like put, pointing you in the right direction or something as opposed to like, okay, take the box, put it here, then uh, hit the switch uh, around this corner. There's a thing like, yeah, I, I guess I get like, what you mean. I'm, I'm going to give you God. a piece of advice for when you yeah. do Breath of the Wild that like I wish I had gotten because it took me a while to figure out. When you're doing a beast, maybe check your map a bit more than you would normally. <laughs> what? Yeah. Okay. So there you go. If that is an intriguing clue. If you're in All right. if you're like having trouble just being like, I don't know why I can't do this thing and you're like doing one of those dungeons, maybe maybe take a look at your map. Maybe there's something there that you can check that will help oh. you. Okay. <laughs> See stuff like that. That's how you help somebody without telling them what it is. Right. I mean, maybe if you figured it out, then you're probably just smarter than me. <laughs> so whatever, whatever. I don't care. I'm not mad about. Thing it. is, I'm. If it's the Gerudo dungeon, I I saw something. At my oh, okay. The, the Gerudo dungeon fucked with me for a long time. I was stuck on that dungeon so long, I had to plug in my tablet. Okay. <laughs> I had problems with that dungeon, so I don't want to talk about it. Okay. Yeah. Uh. But okay, on to uh, cinema. No more bit. games. You don't have any more games. You no, know, I've kind of weaved in like more in a linear like timeline of how things went. So there is oh, another okay. game on here, but okay. just just to mix things up a little bit. Okay, I didn't know what um, you were doing. I'm with you. Let's do it. And hey, speaking about giant beasts, I don't know. There you go. Uh, Kong Skull Island is a new movie, new feature film. Yeah. Just came out. How how much do you uh, care about King Kong? Well, a bit, you know, somewhat okay, substantially. I, I've seen before most this of those movie, and... let's say, because that was a weird response. Okay, you care about, well, like, giant um, apes climbing a building with a girl, maybe without, and like people being mad I mean, about I, it. Okay, you know, it's a weird thing for me. I think it's like I loved reading about early special effects for part part of my life. So I was reading about Willis O'Brien, obviously. Uh -huh. Yeah. And his uh, cutting-edge stop-motion stuff in the 33 film. So I did watch that a couple times as a kid and, and dug a lot that was going on there. So I was really excited about the Peter Jackson remake. And I okay. think I like that movie more than most people. Uh, he fights three T-Rexes, so that was quite a thing. I like I mean, that. I thought that remake was fine. It's really long, but it if you're great, there for like this but... big celebration of King Kong, it's 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 okay. Right. Um, you know, Weta Digital, all these effects and everything. Yeah. Uh, so, and then, okay, the thing is, though, this movie is more of a iteration on King Kong versus Godzilla uh, is its okay. blueprint for what it's going for. Right. And that movie is dopey and kind of fun in a bad way because it's a early Godzilla film. Uh -huh. um, and here's where things kind of get a little messy though because i really love that stuff too i i was a big godzilla fan like bought all those videotapes love watching them but the it's because there's kind of a campy dumb quality to them it's like good garbage you know sure like it's that yeah yeah it's a weird type of enjoyment where it's like kind of ironic but also there's like a sincere appreciation for like just we're putting on a show like we got a man in a weird costume and we're gonna do some dumb stuff. There's going to be monsters and they're going to fight. Like it was kind of my like wrestling 
You know? Like, this is just colorful, dumb stuff. This is a huge budget movie with tons of movie stars, like Oscar winners and stuff. It just seems like a weird mix of, like, high camp, but it's too well made or something like it's, it's wrong. It's, it's a weird recipe. I still kind of liked it, but I don't know what's going on. Like, I don't really know what legendary pictures aim is with these films. Cause this is not, this is part of that franchise. Like this is a follow up to the 2014 Godzilla movie in a way like that's Canon with this. So just so you know, like that's where they're going. They're, you know, Everything's trying to be like the Marvel continuity universe thing now because that's a successful formula. So this is the monster verse. That's what they're doing. How do you feel about that? You've gone silent. I, I kind of don't care about the giant ape thing. Like it, it's always been a super special thing with effects, like you said. Um, yeah, I think it's cool seeing those like old skeletons of like the original King Kong that they would like do the stop motion with and like the stuff that they did to make that film. But Mm -hmm. I couldn't care less about a giant monkey. I don't give two fucks about any of it. Okay. So that's where I kind of stand on it. (laughs) They don't really go in like the Faye Ray is in danger and like whatever, like Brie Larson's in the movie and you could assume she fills that role and like only sort of does that ever happen. But it, it's not the same kind of like, uh, you know, the 2005 movie was very much like a girl got kidnapped by this giant ape. Is he evil, though? Like, he's kind of good. He's got a soft heart. But then, you know, man's hubris, like they bring him back and all this kind of stuff. None of that is important to this movie at all. This is like big action. Samuel Jackson is this like hellbent like army guy from Vietnam, who like the Vietnam War. It takes place in the 70s, by the way. Uh, and... He's just wants to get revenge on this giant ape because it smashed up a bunch of helicopters at the beginning of the movie. Like, it's very campy in a way, but it's slick $185 million budget is weirdly at odds with some of those camp values. So at some point, it kind of becomes like, is this campy or is this like shitty? Like, is this just badly written? Because it's like so expensive, you know? Oh, yeah, like, for you, sure. So there's like jokes in it, and like John C. Riley's there, and he's welcome. But it's just weird. Like it, it's like too slick and expensive, and wanting to make money to quite fit the same like innocent quality of those Toho movies. So I I don't know how I feel about it. it but I mean, it feels of course like, it wouldn't have that. Innocence is dead, man. Yeah. <laughs> like in this type of film, <laughs> come on. It, I mean, that's the thing. Like it's too big budget. Yeah, to, yeah. To do that. But okay, I guess so. To just for a little contrast or whatever, like so that's one way you can go with it, right? Okay. The other way is like Hideaki Anno's Godzilla film from last year felt like oh, this is a valid way to go because this is like a very sincere. I want to tell a Godzilla story. Like this is a passion project, and you can see that quality. Like it's got a purpose inside it. Like it's meant to be. Uh-huh. This seems somehow more coy or like crass or corporate or something. Like it's not like the guy who directed, you know, the Kings of Summer four years ago. It's like this small indie comedy. Uh, I don't believe he had like a Kong story that needed to be told or whatever because this isn't that story. Like this, this is very 
calculated and big entertainment or whatever. So I don't even know what I'm necessarily like responding to. It was just I wasn't in joyous like glee the entire time, despite the fact that this is a kaiju movie essentially, and it ends with like promise of more kaiju movies with Godzilla monsters I care about, but. I don't know that I want these people making those. Like, it's like, I'm still okay. turning to Japan for their, their Godzilla stories. Cause that's their story. This seems like a weird compromise thing. And I, I don't know, like big budget, super expensive uh, industrial light and magic. King Ghidorah will look pretty sweet, but I don't know why they're doing it. Like it, it's weird. And it, I don't know. It's, it's mixed feelings. I, I, I don't, know how to like elaborate like it, it's a very expensive very well made thing that uh came out like it just feels kind of like a product though it, it's missing heart or something i don't know yeah sorry then no, that's fine all, yeah yeah but, yeah a lot of stuff not, is know, missing heart these days forging like cutting new ground or anything with special effects because it's not the 30s anymore so. like i feel like marvel has been missing heart for a long time because that fucking yeah. iron fists or whatever came out on netflix and like yeah why <laughs> there's <laughs> like, definitely been a big shrug around that show it seems like so i don't yeah. know hey speaking uh, about movies as products yeah <laughs> sorry uh, tango marvel. cash yeah tango yeah, yeah. cash <laughs> like it's such a well, Lethal Weapon was a big hit. Um, we got these people signed on, and let's uh, let's put together a movie. I was sort of imp- like, it's like, okay, I think you fit in the window, though, because it was 1989. Like, right. you were right there. The window was still open. The buddy cop window was still wide open. So, Kurt and Russell, it, Sylvester Stallone, Two of the fine. biggest names at that time. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's totally like, okay. It totally makes sense why that movie exists. And, hey, they had, like, big land movers, and there was, like, this crazy, like, almost a monster truck rally battle. Like, the last half hour is almost delightfully stupid. It was like a video game. Like, they they storm into the bad guy's base, and then it blows up. Like, it was just Contra or something. Yeah, So, it it worked out. But that that movie is not important. (laughs) It's it's, It's it's no Cobra, that's for sure. it, but it, it, you know, sort of similar. It doesn't have the campy, bad quality of Cobra that yeah, makes yeah. it work in a way it wasn't intended. But it's like there's no crazy robot montage or like axe gang or anything. It's kind of generic. Who did Tango uh, and Cash? Who is the director? Uh, it's like Andre Kowalski or something. He was fired though, like towards oh, the end of production. Really? Like it was a movie where like Stuart Baird came in to save it he, as like an editor he was he was doing a lot of like patchwork editing jobs to make the movie more fun like put more comedy in it okay i don't know i was kind of reading about this thing like yeah i guess it was more grim and serious for a time and like a handful of directors ended up working on it oh yeah barry sonnenfeld was the original director of photography on it but sly felt he wasn't being lit correctly so we fired him like just dumb like prima donna sly I didn't know he was that hard to work with at his peak in the 80s. It sounds uh, like a bunch of them were. Wasn't Bruce Willis kind of like that, too? Yeah, Bruce Willis got that way. A fucking bitch about everything. Do you know who, like, yeah, you're the guy that says the sarcastic stuff. Like, don't get big headed about it, but oh well. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So that that was Tango Cash. 
Uh, sorry, what were you gonna? No. Elaborate on. Okay. No. Because I'm back to video games briefly. Okay. With a uh, PlayStation Plus title for this month, uh, one of them is Disc Jam. Disc Jam. Okay. Yeah. Which uh, is kind of fun. I don't know. It's okay. uh It's you know, I feel this is weirdly directly tied to Giant Bomb's enthusiasm with Windjammers from four years ago, which the game is from 20 years ago or something. But it's like a Neo Geo game that's kind of a 1v1 or 2v2, like a Pong-esque thing. You're throwing a disc. It's like you're trying to get into the other team's goal or whatever. Uh, This is very much a spiritual, like, iteration on that kind of thing. And if you can find games, like, I've been pretty regularly finding at least one or two people uh, online to throw a disc around with. It's a... Got a kind of tight feel to it. When you, man, I got smoked yesterday though. Like I went zero for seven with this one guy. He is way better at that game than I am. But it's very fast. Like it's like you know, three five minute little like uh, little duels or whatever, and the mechanics are pretty tight. So if you got PlayStation Plus, I guess it's worth a download. And just a little snarky thing, I just want to say briefly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but four years ago, I said a really snide thing about Tearaway, where I was just like, okay. yeah, I don't know about this game. Maybe when it's PlayStation Plus or something. And now it is, four years later. It took yeah. a while, but that game is free now, so uh, maybe that's the right price. Because I, I, I played it at E3 and just felt it was very slight. Like it, and it's the little big planet people, so... I didn't really love how those games handle mechanically. You don't love the little big planet people. Very much. No, not with gameplay kind of stuff. So I felt kind of righteously a bit snarky about it. But it was at a time when I was more vocal on Twitter. So like a PlayStation person actually replied with like, oh, and it became a little thing. Wait, really? Yeah, it became a minor thing that I I kind of felt like, oh, I just accidentally like turned my nose up right at the guy. (laughs) I just accidentally but, ruined a d- PR dude's day for a no little reason. bit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was it was a little shitty. So shortly thereafter, I left Twitter forever. So it, hey, remember fine. having to deal with Ubisoft PR? <laughs> yeah, I sent him an email, and that was you, rough. You were so mad. About that. I was so mad at them. Yeah, that was good. I good days. Do that anymore. Good times. Good times. Uh, <laughs> I want to. I, okay, I want to bring something up that bugged me a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. I was listening to, I think, the Bombcast for the first time, like, ever. And um, they were talking about Ghost Recon Wildlands. And that game isn't as bad as they think it is, and they need to get their heads out of their asses. That's just okay. a dumb little thing where you're taking down a cartel in an open world thing that you play with friends. Like if you're playing if you're buying that game cuz you want a story, like get the fuck out of here. Are you kidding me? It's a Ghost Recon game. You're shooting guys, you're unlocking guns and you're killing bigger and badder cartel dudes with like okay. buddies. Like fuck off. Get out. Get your get those bad opinions out of there. If you care about like the gameplay is fine, it sounds like I kind of I kind of enjoyed that writing. discussion because I like <laughs> when they're ragging on stuff. 
Uh-huh. But I well, think this wrong. was a beast cast actually because Jeff Gersman was on the East Coast. Okay, the that East. makes way more sense because I'm like, why would I be listening? Why would I to the bombcast? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it kind of became a pseudo bombcast for that week. Um, okay, I kind of just enjoyed like uh, I, I feel like they're kind of have a old fashioned sense of like what the Tom Clancy name means. Maybe like it's like no, that means like authentic military accuracy or something. So that this is a little more pulpy, a little more Army of Two or something. They it's not really Army of Two at all. Okay, okay. This was some of their assertions. Honestly, I I hate that this is a thing. It's more like Far Cry with guns. (laughs) Like it's not. Wait, (laughs) Far Cry already had guns, but like third person military shooter. It's it's okay. kind of like Arma, if like Arma was dumbed down to the most basic mechanics and it felt good to play, because Arma kind of okay. sucks to play. But like Arma does kind of suck. Arma kind of sucks to play, but man, are there mechanics in that game? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Wildlands is not deep at all. It is very arcadey and basic. And I think that's what makes it work. I think the reason I don't mind that gameplay for the giant open world things to do is that it feels like I'm making progress in a thing. There is a big bad dude who's running this cartel, and I am taking step like the things I'm doing aren't don't feel like busy work. They're gaining intel as to where one of his lieutenants is, so I can murder that fool and then like get a little closer to him or whatever. So, like, okay. it feels like I'm doing all this stuff to, like, the grander picture. Sure, there is busy work in there that I'm kind of ignoring because kind of fuck open world games, as I've said many times. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know, man. It's I like the cartel setting. I like that people are speaking Spanish without subtitles and I can understand what they're saying and, like, them swearing at me and stuff. Like, I like that little thing for me. Mm-hmm. I like I think that game's fun and I've been playing it single player and then like a buddy of mine'll be like, Hey, can I jump in for a bit? Yeah, sure. We'll get into voice comms a little bit and we'll just like shoot the shit while literally shooting pieces of shit. And yeah. There's literal pieces of shit, or are you saying describing yeah. cartel dudes? Cartel that? dudes, yeah. Okay. I mean, the thing they're right about is the writing is fucking terrible. It is god-awful, but I don't get why it's cool and okay when Jeff decides it is when Call of Duty has bad writing, and this bad writing is, oh, it's abhorrent. Like, he needs to get okay. his head out of his ass and stop being a little bitch, is basically Or even some at. of the recent Far Cry games, too, but I guess maybe their distinction is that was, like, four or five years ago. But, maybe. like, Far Cry 3 ranked high, and that had some dumb stuff in it, so... I'm not, and I just want to clear the air again. I'm not defending the writing in Wildlands. It sounds like a dumbass kid wrote some of the shit. It's really dumb and cliche, but like, it's not abhorrently bad. It's just stupid. Okay. Yeah, that's hmm. what I have to say about that. Also, Horizon's okay. still good, and Awakening is still very, very good. I've been playing a lot of shit. Like Fire Emblem and yeah, so I didn't get a great look. Like my friend Ben also had Horizon, so I looked at it a little bit. But Zelda was very much the thing we were playing that week, so yeah, that's it kind of took a back seat again. But I don't know, it, you know, very colorful, a lot of foliage. Like whoa, sure, so many plants on the screen. 
I think I still think Horizon is the better buy out of the two. But that I mean, if if you want a game that's gonna There's a certain X factor give, though that's, that's gonna give to... you busy work, then Zelda is like the thing. But like yeah. I like the original story stuff going on in Horizon like way better. But it still does some of the open world sins that I don't like. So it's kind of a toss up depending how I feel that day. Okay. And yeah, I guess I, I really didn't see enough of it to to know. So it's a nice little game. I still got that gorilla grudge though, man. I'll just, you know, that be transparent grudge. about it. You know, Killzone 2, Killzone 3, like, been a little snarky. So, <laughs> right. But, uh, I guess continuing the snark train. Nah, I'm gonna try to change the snark train a little bit, and I'm okay. gonna try to explain why. Um, so I I've mentioned it before, but Hot Diggity Demon is doing these kind of film reviews periodically. Uh, called Brain Dump. It's a series on his channel. Yeah, I don't like and he him. Did one... Fair enough. Okay, what are I you understand. gonna say? <laughs> the one thing I appreciated though. Uh, he did a Moana review recently and didn't like it. You know, I actually saw that and I wasn't, I was expecting to hate him, but like when he described why he thinks it's like the worst, I was like, well, that's just kind of like a dumb way to put it out there. It's kind of clickbaity, but whatever. It's like, okay. it didn't bug me. Oh no, he, he's very like purposefully clickbaiting. That's what he's doing. Sure. He, he tells oh, for that, sure, but uh, no, the thing I appreciated about it, though, is, like, and it kind of might actually fold into last week's discussion about Get Out, where <laughs> right. yeah, he's just being transparent about, like, I didn't like this movie because this movie wasn't for me. Like, I didn't like this character. I'm not saying it's poorly made. I'm not saying it's poorly written or anything. I hate princesses like this, so I didn't like this movie. Like, he, he expresses it more elaborately than that, but he right. he essentially makes it more of a reflection of like what he wants and who he is than trying to fault find the movie. So I kind of like that just cause like, I don't know, like with the, the get out kind of contrarian assertion I was making about Armand White stuff. Like I kind of feel he's called foul on too many movies for it, me to take him seriously anymore on that. Yeah. I'm, I'm, the way I'm trying to build this up is I saw Logan yesterday and didn't really like it, but... Oh, okay. I, I'm excited to talk to you now about this. Okay. I don't want to make this some weird, like, dickish thing where okay. it's just like, yeah, people just don't see the flaws in that movie and they're all wrong. Like, I don't think that's the case. I think this movie just has kind of some fundamental things in place that it believes about its audience, and I wasn't that audience member so i just didn't like the movie but what if they don't see the flaws in that movie and they're wrong well (laughs) i don't know that they're flaws they might be character flaws i have is kind of the way i'm turning it (laughs) sort of the same way like i'm trying to like hot diggy demon oh i don't like this you know rich princess who's worried about her island that's dumb that's not relatable the way i'm kind of doing is like i don't care about these weird mutant orphans that are killing people so I don't have inherent sympathy for their plight at all. Okay. Like I just the idea of like these, you know, uh experiment like orphan kids that are running wild and killing dudes, I don't have sympathy for them. I kind of have sympathy for the dudes. Like I'm just on the wrong side of this movie's like moral Because scale. you are a dude. 
<laughs> I am more so an adult white dude than I am a little Spanish girl. So <laughs> more <I'm> so wrong. <laughs> I'm more so one than the other. So when the movie kind of doesn't feel the need to really make their villains villainous in any way other than, well, they want to kill these kids. That's all they need to explain to you to be on board with Wolverine and what he's doing in this one. I, I was not on board. I was just kind of like, I don't really like this kid. I don't really like these kids. So okay. sure. I, I am willing to be won over by a band of kids if they, you know, invest some time in doing that. But now, see, I'm, I feel like I'm projecting some negativity on the very structure of the movie. So I'm trying not to do that. But okay. Like Goonies and Stranger Things and Super 8 put some time into making those kids likable. Okay. Right? Um, this movie is sure. just like. I didn't love a lot of the kids in Stranger Things, but yeah. They're trying to do that. Like, no, whether right. or not yeah. the jokes and the banter and them playing D&D is working for you, like, they're putting efforts into yeah. doing that as part of their storytelling. Uh -huh. This is just like, well, it's a little kid. Okay, but she cut off that man's head. Yeah, but she's a little kid. She's a little kid. Don't everybody you love this little say, kid? Everybody says that that kid's, like, actually pretty good, though, in this movie. All right. See, I just feel like I'm not the right person. As somebody who like, hates I, kid actors, I need to know, is this kid good or not? Because I heard it completely different from other people, and now I'm worried. Okay. <laughs> so, I don't know that this kid is good or not at acting, because what they require of her is yelling and sitting solemnly for, like, 75% of the movie. And then she suddenly has things to say. Uh, right. but it's usually snarky kind of thing. So I, I just wasn't, I really, mean, you should be on board really for like that. It. You like, yeah, snark. I love, I love snark. Oh, I love it. So See? right there, I'm being sarcastic. <laughs> like I'm being, I'm doing the thing I was trying not to do. I just want to be sarcastic. <laughs> I am. I just want, I don't mean to like, I'm trying to justify my reason and you shouldn't like it either. It's just people like it. I'm not saying it's like no the effects are fine it does it's gritty it you know Wolverine does fit an R rating better than a PG-13 so in that way this is a more pure like expression of what that character is about I mean it's, Wolverine always it, should have kind of been rated R stuff because should have yeah that's kind of why that M rated game from eight years ago was exciting because it's like why, oh like, finally you go to Wolverine the guy who cuts people up you know yeah. Whatever. That's kind of why you're there. Yeah. So, in those respects, yeah, it, it's it's fine. But I just kind of like it's a, it's not a great comparison, but sort of the same way. I just didn't connect with Finding Dory. I just didn't connect with this movie. Like okay. it's like the underlying thing of just like we got to save these kids. I'm like I don't like kids though. I don't like them. I don't like them. So you need to win me over as to why these kids in particular are important. And I don't think it cared to do that. Cause it's just like, well, they're kids. Yeah. You care about kids. I don't care about kids. So that didn't work for me. Finding Dory was kind of all about, you know, family values and we got to, you know, it, more kids. kids, 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 kids. I just didn't, didn't connect with that either. Okay. So, do you care about Logan? Like Wolverine. Uh, there's like you don't care about kids, we get it. You don't you kinda don't care about Marvel stuff. I kinda like I'm with you. I'm Yeah. I don't I kinda I just don't care feel, about They don't give issues. What about Wolverine? They don't though? give X Men Origins Man. We we've been through shit to together. 
Like we That's a revenge <laughs> movie that's yeah. very straightforward, but I, I was okay with how straightforward it was. No, all I'm saying it's is all- that Wolverine and us, like, we've been through some shit together. So yeah. do like do do you still care? about that dude and Hugh Jackman playing him and like him getting older and this being like the end of that a little bit but like the whole focus of the movie is very much on like the, on the this kid. situation and how it's affecting him or whatever so any like he's kind of robbed of any of the things he cared about in the rest of the franchise like the people for the most part and I don't know that they really explained why. Like, I didn't watch X-Men Apocalypse, and I kind of wonder if there was important stuff that happened in that movie. But I don't know. It just feels like they flash forward decades from before, and everything's in kind of a shitty state. And it's just like this one last job kind of, you know, run to the border kind of thing. Like, it, it's very stripped down and kind of smaller scale. And I kind of appreciate that in some way, but... I don't know. It just didn't really. It didn't add up to like me empathizing with everything in the way that would make it transcend to some next level. And I felt like the action set piece stuff like didn't have the kind of just super colorful like uh, high concept crazy stuff because it's just you know it's stripped down to these dudes have claws. Like it's it's there's only so much you can do with with those mutants. You know, like some of my favorite scenes from the previous films aren't my favorite x-men but they're like just cool sequences like x2 Uh when nightcrawler breaks into the white house that's great like that's just cool you know that's a cool mechanic or whatever you want to call it that's just some cool cool mutant shit going on that's some cool mutant shit and then like quicksilver and days of future past that's just a cool little moment they have there and like the movies around those moments aren't my favorite movies at all but they just occasionally hit these highs and I just didn't feel like this movie had any kind of show-stopping, like, spectacle thing like that. It was more right. just, the, like, it, you know, it's just that kind of grit-focused, more Western, more peck-and-paw kind of thing it's going for. And that's kind of cool, but that it's mixed in with this kind of fate of all these 12-year-olds, it just kind of... It was weird. It was like this hard R movie for Goonies' audience. Mm. you know if, yeah 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 if i was to kind of try to ascribe flaws on it i'm not necessarily like i i truly feel like something that's at odds with like the 8.6 on imdb crowd versus me is just they may just have like fond feelings for being a kid and wanting to have a kid this that this isn't something i share i was like when i was a kid i wanted to be an adult now i'm an adult like it you know i just didn't have that same kind of experience or fondness for it so it's just not connecting in in the emotional way like it's pushing emotional buttons and they weren't producing the effect right for me so yeah i left a little bewildered because it's definitely really liked but i i don't want to rain on this parade it's it's just kind of why do that like i don't know but yeah have you you haven't checked it out then i haven't no like are you curious about it or i like wolverine I think that guy's yeah. kind of cool, and I think Hugh Jackman is like, I mean, he was made for that role. <laughs> like, he's really, he's really good at it. So, yeah, I'd like to I mean, see it's, that it's dude a, do Wolverine shit again one last time. He, yeah, it it really goes for it and plays to a lot of that stuff. And I feel like 
were it not this weird kind of quibble I had with the motivations behind what's going on in this specific case, I would have appreciated like what it's doing more, but I don't know. It just, it just kind of didn't, didn't sync up with who I am right now in 2017. <laughs> I, I just, uh, wasn't, wasn't on board. So okay. yeah. let's, let's talk more about things, maybe not syncing up with who we are in 2017. Cause okay. I just got back from seeing beauty and the beast. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So this is the live action remake or whatever of the Disney cartoon. Like 1991 best picture nominee, you know? Like yeah. I'm kind of wondering though. how that's going to hold up like for rev- not reviews, but for like award season for this year. Like if it's going to be like, well, it was the best back then. It's still the best because this adaptation is super faithful. Like it's, it's that cartoon <laughs> like in like CG and makeup and special effects and people instead of animation. And yeah, some parts of it, I think work for the spectacle. And I think a lot of it doesn't. Um, like it was, it was more spectacular in animation or it was more spectacular what? here specifically be our guest or whatever was like, yeah, amazing. <laughs> like in this film, Whereas okay. like, it was kind of like, I think that's when Disney was really going from hand-drawn to digital. So they were still kind of getting their grips on this new animation style they were doing for movies from then on. Like, I think Beauty and the Beast specifically was one that they did a lot of CG animation on to animate. I mean, I, I'm thinking specifically of like that ballroom. Yeah, scene. exactly. Because yeah. The, when they brought it out of the vault, they had like that from the cutting room floor that they added in and it was kind of weird because like it was obvious that they had started it back then didn't finish it and then went back and retouched it up with like actual technology these days so it looked way out of place but oh, okay um, yeah um but that part specifically in this was absolutely amazing the br guest part um like just super bombastic music video kind of thing yeah totally for sure okay um the animated objects moving around and being people i thought was very well done like they looked exactly how they should but they still had like facial features like like for example for the teapots and cups and whatnot they have like that ornate like french design with like filigrees and stuff painted on them like on the porcelain so like some of that was like in the shape of like the eyes and mouth or whatnot when they talked. And uh, I can't remember his name, Clocksworth, Cogsworth, or whatever. The clock, like he had Cogsworth, like, yeah. He had like I think it's Ewan McGregor, yeah, where you would screw the the key or whatever to like screw the clock or whatever. Those were like his mm. eyes and like the mouth. Like it all looked very well done. Like these are ornate pieces of like French artifacts or whatever that are moving around with like facial features okay all that stuff was good um everything with the people was kind of boring and i think it's just one of those things where it would maybe was always boring but because it was all a cartoon it was cohesive at least in this i just wanted to see more of the like 
CG stuff. The the par- possible difference, like I I haven't seen the new one, but I know there's a massive difference in running time. It's like two hours and eighteen minutes versus like eighty eight minutes. It's about half an hour so, difference. Yeah, I, look, I was looking it up. Yeah. So maybe some of that extra time comes in the human characters talking or No, actually what it is is this um is more like a play. It's almost like you're watching like a the movie Broadway play or something. or something. Yeah, okay. because there's a lot of filler songs where like you everybody remembers the main songs from like Beauty and the Beast or whatever. And then there'd be like a part where the beast is just singing about how sad he is. And that okay. wasn't there before. So it's really done more like a play. And this is another problem I have with the movie, actually. All that stuff seems really shitty and tacked on. Because, okay. like, it's... I'm, I've never been a big fan of the tunes in Beauty and the Beast. Because they're very story-driven. Like, the first song in that movie or whatever, in that series, whatever you want to call it, is them talking about how weird Belle is and how they live in this quaint town. There's no, like, hook. There's no chorus, really. It's just, like, them, like, her talking to a baker and then saying, like, Monsieur, hello, and, like, it's very story-driven music, which I don't love at all. Okay. And I don't love, as you know, like, time pieces, like set pieces period pieces the period pieces have appeal yeah the thing is is that if you like like period pieces and like french like old french stuff the music this made me actually realize the music in the the original cartoon and in this because they're the same songs for the most part they are very like appropriate for the time like they are very french sounding with like the right instrumentation and like everything is right on I just don't like that. Like, I don't like any of that stuff. Um, there you go. So it's just like fundamental disagreement with what they were even trying to do. Right. Is yeah, I don't okay. like period pieces. I don't love the whole, like, these songs are accompanying what's on the screen. Because I was saying this as I was coming home. I would always much rather listen to music than watch a movie. I would rather just sit there and listen to something. Like, 100%. So these songs are like meant to accompany visuals and that doesn't sit well with me because I can't just listen to it on my computer while I'm doing something else with it. Like, and it have the same effect. So it's just like a personal thing. Obviously people that like that stuff, like it's very well done, obviously. Um, yeah. Wait, Tale is, is it well done? Like, Tale is, is all the time. Good at singing or? <laughs> yeah, they're, like, they're fine. If you care about okay. that stuff, they sound on key. They, like, get all grandiose and, like, booming in parts where they need to, or soft and melodic, and it's very well done. It's very good. Okay. I just okay. don't... I kind of don't care about any of that mm. stuff. Um, I don't particularly love Emma Watson in general. I thought she was fun. Yeah. Okay. So. I don't. I, I just don't know about this like whole endeavor Disney's doing right now with the remakes of their animated classics. Like, right. it just seems a weird. <clears throat> like, well, weren't those animated for a reason? Like, you had a studio that did live action films during that time too, but you opted to make it animated. Why right. would you then? Kind of well, people have love for those, but what if the Lion King had mocap CG lions? Like, it's just that doesn't seem like a fundamental 
Yeah, great I'm, idea. I'm wondering about that one, to be honest. Yeah. Um, and, like, I didn't see the Jungle Book from last year, but... I did. I think... Uh, was that... It was did okay. that deserve to exist, or... Okay. Sure. I mean, it was fine. Christopher Walken sings uh, Wanna okay. Be Like You, and that's, like, amazing, because it's Christopher Walken as a giant ape singing that song. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so, that's... It's it's fine. Okay. Um, or like the Cinderella from a couple of years ago, and well, I saw Alice in Wonderland. I don't know if you'd lump that in because it's not really musical. But... I wouldn't. Yeah, no. But, and like, I yeah. wouldn't lump in stuff like uh, Maleficent or any of this stuff that takes like a story, like the Huntsman that takes a story and changes uh, stuff. I wouldn't lump those in either with what we're talking about. I, think, I don't think Huntsman was Disney, but yeah, the the fairy tale. Well, yeah, Snow White, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, um, I went because Aaron really, really likes Beauty and the Beast, and, like, I was more than happy to see it with her, and I was happy how much she loved it. So that's all I cared about. Um, there was good stuff in it, for sure. Like, it was, if you like Beauty and the Beast, you like, there's no reason you probably shouldn't just go see it, because it's a spectacle, and it's the thing you think it is, like, actually, and it's well done enough. There's... The problem is, is that if you have, like, a daughter or kid or something, and this is going to be their first experience with this stuff, you could probably just stay home and watch that cartoon for free. Because it's the same thing. Like, actually, the exact same. Maybe, like, a little bit better, because then they get the history of people actually, like, drew this with their hands... Instead of, mm-hmm. like, I don't know, what's-her-face looking like Kristen Stewart in some parts, which is kind of weird. She has a good neck. Emma Watson does? Yeah. Or... Okay. That's a we- I know it's a weird thing <laughs> to say. She's got a good neck. It's a really good neck. It's a weird thing to say, and I realize, and yeah, I can admit that, but I, it's a good neck. Whatever. I don't okay. know. Okay, yeah. Okay. Um, there you go. I don't, I don't yeah, I don't really know. My exp- my excitement level is non-existent, so... Sure. No. Like, it's just like... That's probably that, correct. That animated movie was already great, so I'm not, you know, oh, I'm a purist. It's just kind of... I'm good. I don't, I don't Did know. You, so okay. you like that animated movie? Yeah. I liked it yeah. a lot when I was younger, but... I, I mean, if you ever just want to, like, watch that movie and it's on Netflix, this will be fine. This is a fine thing you could do. It's like I, a more time efficient way to get the same story. Yeah. If you want to be super pretentious and just uh-huh. kind of like weird people out, just be like, oh, can't top the Jean Cocteau 1948 movie. It's the best one. I mean, you probably can't actually top that. Um, okay, there's a few of them, and I'm getting them mixed up in my head. There's a Ron Perlman one. That okay. was like a TV. That was like a TV series, and that's kind of what got him started as Hellboy because he's very he was very good at like doing the makeup thing and playing like that type of part of like a monster sort of thing with like mm-hmm. all the makeup, and he had kind of that face, you know, that kind of looks like a beast, to be honest. <laughs> but um, yeah, his version is actually quite good. There's another version. With one of the Olsons, I believe, and I can't remember what the hell it's called, so I'm gonna look it up right now. 
I remember it being, like, kind of terrible. What's the Olsen that nobody ever talks about? Elizabeth, I think. Okay. Well, well they talk about her now. One. They talk mm-hmm. about her now. They didn't then, but okay. Yeah, they didn't then. Um, okay. She was in Godzilla, which I alluded to earlier. She was in Godzilla. Also, yeah. Captain America, the Winter Soldier, apparently. Okay. So there I you go. You. Oh, no, yeah, she's uh, one of those Scarlet Witch? Something? Is that Nah, nah she was, like, uncredited as, like, one of the Nazi women or something. I don't know. What? I don't know. Here, hold on. I'll go back to her page so we can get this worked out. No, she her was and Aaron Taylor. Wanda Maximoff. Yeah. Uncredited. Yeah, because it's a surprise. It's like a post credits thing. But that, oh, that's right. a, okay. a mutant. Yeah, yeah a, I, I don't fucking care. A hero. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> it's a mutant. Anyway, I just, a hero. You know, I'm sure there's 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 Cocteau fans quaking out there going like, it came out in 46. I was, of course, referring to the Japanese release date, so... Just, you know, oh just yeah, I mean, obviously, because that that's where I saw it. <laughs> Is it? No, okay. I, I, it's sixty-nine years ago. Anyway, <laughs> are you sixty-nine years old? Well, you'd have to be older, I guess, to yeah go see it. No, I'm ninety-two. I, I was there for the premiere. What pretty. is the Beauty and the Beast ripoff? I think it's called just like Beauty or something well they're public domain like they're old stories so sure yeah all i remember is it was like set in current day one of these olsons or whatever like is the witch and like makes him the beast (laughs) and it's really dumb it's it's kind of like a weird black swan thing only no talent was really put into it at all so it was pretty oh, bad. Oh, Beastly. Beastly. That's the one. Okay. Beastly was, was fucking Mary terrible. Kate. It was yeah, Mary okay. Kate. I looked up yeah. Elizabeth and Ashley and gave up. I, <laughs> I looked up the wrong ones. Yep. Okay, yeah. Right. Beastly it's, was fucking like terrible, and you shouldn't watch it. Six years ago. Okay. But th- that's an option if you want that story. Tale as old as time. It exists. Tale as old yeah, as that's- time. <laughs> Comes out every wild. year. <laughs> Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So Disney's Money Train continues. It's doing quite well, apparently. Yeah, because if you like that those songs deal. and that movie or whatever, it's fine. There's a new way to see it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. There's another way you can get money. So there you go. Yeah. Movies, cinema time. Uh. Yeah. I mean, yeah. do you want to talk about your uh, internet trouble or <laughs> yeah. DMCA yeah. violation? I got a copyright notice saying you should not have downloaded Steven Universe. <laughs> and oh man, and they're probably right. Um, the funny thing about this is that I'm not going to say his name because he got kind of weird about it when I brought it up in Discord. A friend of mine, like an online acquaintance, a a while back said he got a DMCA notice for allegedly downloading Steven Universe. And I was just like, yeah, whatever. On the torrent site that I was downloading these from, one of the episodes specifically, I think it's like episode eight or whatever, season four, had a comment on it. 
And that comment was, yeah, Comcast flagged me for this. It has a tracker on it. And I still downloaded it because I wanted to see what would happen. And sure okay. enough, it has a tracker on it and they got me. <laughs> so this is where I found out what happens with Canadian laws when shit like this happens because it's an American company, uh, Cartoon Network from California. Yeah. So Canada has a thing called notice by notice or something. Basically, out the ISPs here are legally required to not give any of your information out to people wanting to sue you for any th- for any of this stuff. They okay. have to contact the ISP, and then the ISP has to give you notice that this is happening. And then they're right. like, we're not sharing any of your information. If you want to clear this up, like, here's the original email. You can, like, contact them. And, like, this is out of our hands. So I'm just not going to contact them because... Their email basically said something along the lines of, like, we know you're in Canada, just don't, like, don't, just don't share it. Like, like, don't do it again, just, like, don't share it, though. Please. There was no, like, we're suing you or anything. So, if you live in Canada and you're a little worried about, like, downloading stuff illegally or whatever, there are weird Canadian laws that are put into place so companies can't just like make you pay over across the border like a gross number and even if they do end up suing you the most apparently they can charge is up to $500 or something maybe it's 5000 but like it's not these like $20,000 for every song you downloaded or whatever it's like a clean cut like we're suing you we're charging you the maximum fine Oh, you're Canadian? I guess that's like 500 bucks or something, which is kind of dope, I guess. Um, This is a lot of information I kind of wish I didn't have to find out because I got a little worried, I will admit. But I, yeah, it's alarming language. I don't know. I got. I got one a couple years ago for uh, downloading some inside Amy Schumer episodes, season one. And I. I know. I haven't. I haven't downloaded any torrents since because I just didn't like that idea that someone's spying on me. No, totally. <laughs> You're totally like, right. I think um, the wording for it was Comedy Central. It was something about like if there's ever a class action lawsuit, like you could be included. And I was like, yeah. Oh God, what? Like I was just like, fuck that. Then I just don't care. Yeah. And it's on Crave now anyway. And like I try my best to find ways to find like to watch shows cartoon network's tricky though because there's shows i'm curious about that they make i don't know that they're available for streaming anywhere they're not like this is what i wanted to get at is that i almost want to download that torrent like another hundred times so that they do something and i could be like offer to canada then like give me a fucking way i can pay you like fuck off with this shit I remember I there was a brief window where, like, a bunch of, like, the first season of a bunch of shows was on Netflix, but it almost just seemed like a weird way to, like, get people on board with their shows. Yeah, yeah. So that they could then start paying them for Adventure Time and regular show and stuff. I but feel like just... there was a Cartoon Network app you could buy, like, kind of like a Netflix or whatever, but it still wasn't available to Canada. So, like, mm. fuck them. Like, if you're not going to give me an option, guess what? I'm just going to find my own way to do it. And you're probably not going to like it. If if they were like, 
catch up on Steven Universe, like get all of the episodes for season four now for like 20 bucks, I would do that. I would 100% do that. I yeah. would much rather give money to things I like because that means they will keep getting made. I don't like stealing shit I like because it's like it actually hurts the things I like. I want to be able to support them, but fuck them at the same time. <laughs> like I'm a little mad about it. Like I'll be honest, I was a little nervous when I first saw that email and then I got angry after I found out they can't mm-hmm. legally get me. <laughs> Like, after I knew okay. I was in the clear, I was like, you know what? Fuck them, now that I know I'm okay. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm basically talking a big game. But Steven Universe, episode or season four, episode eight, I think it was. If you look that up on the Pirate Bay, you'll probably get nabbed. Not saying you should do that. I'm just saying that's a way to probably ensure you get sued. <laughs> But is it to. is it the video though? Like, does it still? Oh yeah, yeah. I got the episode. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, for it's sure. Not like, aha, we looped the first twelve seconds for twenty three minutes or some garbage. And you know the like, weird thing is that the wording in the email that they sent, like my ISP, sounded like they were more mad that it was seeding from me, that it like people were downloading it from me, not that I downloaded oh. it. Okay. Because I just kind of like. Let's be honest here. If you're using a torrent, you probably like set a torrent or a few things and then leave your computer overnight or something. Like if you have a bunch of stuff downloading, that's what I did. Like I didn't want to share it with a bunch of people around the world. I just wanted it, but I wasn't going to yeah. babysit it. So, so it it yeah. was running for a bit. And yeah, okay. Another news, was... I need to catch up on Steven Universe. <laughs> so, okay. There's some quality programming on that network, so I, I don't I don't doubt it's cool. It's just I haven't checked I, that one out yet. I, I did catch up on Rick and Morty, all of it. Yeah, yeah, I like that show. That's a um, that's a depressing ending for season two. It's got that Trent Reznor though. It has know? hurt. Just, yep. 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 I, okay, wait. Is it depressing? Because okay. Here's an assertion. It, I mean, hey, it was it was like 17 months ago or whatever that that episode came out. So maybe I can just assert one thing that I yeah. feel people keep saying, and I'm I'm really not convinced. Okay. I don't think Bird Person's dead. Oh, I don't care about Bird Person at all. Okay, I wasn't sure that that was what you're talking about. Okay, I, I just said how I don't like, like the Rito. Like, <laughs> right, you don't care I don't about like Bird, bird People. people. <laughs> So that didn't even phase you. So a guy yeah, named okay. Bird it Person the, gets shot, but yeah. Jerry got shot 57 times a few episodes earlier and was fine. Yo, so that part was show. fucked, though. Yeah. <laughs> There's, like, clear headshots, like, yeah. exit wounds. He's dead. That is a but, fucked up part. I loved it so much. But they're <laughs> good doctors. They figured it out. The best um, in the universe, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, so I know that's the difference. Like, the, you know, bird person wasn't shot in a hospital, but come on. Like, there's good bird people, doctors. You're underestimating the technology. Anyway. <laughs> sure. So that's no. not what you're depressed about. It's more no. just that Rick is yeah. really sad. And well, no, feels the betrayed. depressing part is that I like Rick as a character, and he yeah. did a thing to no longer be around. That's what that's I'm true. depressed about. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, it, it's it's got some downbeat business, and who knows when it's going to come back, but... Also, it's kind of weird how they, like, ended that and opened it up, 
because it's like, well, Earth is like now part of the Alliance, so there's just aliens <laughs> everywhere. This is just a thing now, so whatever. Yep. That's just part of the continuity in this dimension. Like, if they want to reset, right. they can always jump again. But, yeah. What was your most really favorite like, episode? Oh, I was kind of almost about to say anyway. Okay. I think my favorite might have ended up being Total Recall, the one with the weird parasites. Yeah, that was like really reverse good. giraffe and all that. I just I, I enjoy that. The ending that with her shooting Mr. Poopy Butthole is amazing. Yeah, <laughs> where he actually was just like there. Yep. Why? Yeah, it's... he's in rehab. <laughs> so good. <laughs> like, well, he didn't press charges. That's got to be the you shot me equivalent of I forgive you. But yeah, it's it's really pretty great. Good. Oh, one yeah, I ended up one. digging more than it maybe deserves is I kind of like the show me what you got like reality show. That's okay. second season, right? The giant heads, ice tea. <laughs> Get swifty. Like, yeah. It's super stupid episode, but yeah. little things about it I still really like. Like even just Keith David saying, like, I'm what is it? I'm the president of the United Fucking States or something. Like it's just good audio. That's a Kurtwood Smith and oh, Keith David fighting. An ice tea becoming liquid tea. Yeah. Um, Fighting yeah. the Numericons. No, it's just it's yeah, got it's, qualities to it's it. Really, I like that one. It's really good. It's really good. So yeah, yep. Rick and Morty season two. I, yeah, so, I, that's another like. Had my friend not owned those on DVD, I don't really know how I would have tracked them down, like in some good legal manner. Oh, they and, are. Oh, I don't know if that. There's an app you can download. I don't know if it's legal. But it's on the App Store. So. No, it's not. <laughs> oh, oh, you're on an Android. That's yeah. right. <laughs> so that's yeah. a totally different thing. It's on a so website no, that you not. can download. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah. there's there's quality special features on there too, though. Like for people that do want to own them, like there is a like Valve commentary on one episode. Like Gabe Newell is on an episode that's talking weird. about it. It's kind of weird, right? Yeah. And I think Eric Wolfall. It's like a couple portal writers and Gabe. And it's the uh, that kind of fart cloud episode, Blitz and Chips, like the uh, they're on the run. Like Morty wants to free this weird interdimensional being. It's like the second episode in the season, maybe third. Interdimensional. I can't. I don't know why I can't remember this. Like there's this weird bug assassin dude, and like Rick sells him a gun, and Morty's conflicted about it. Anyway, I guess yeah. it didn't I don't stand out, but the Gabe and his posse like it, so I don't know. It was, uh, it was a okay. decent episode. Um, but yeah, Rick and Morty, it's, it still exists. Yep. And uh, just to round it back to the thing about Amy Schumer, uh, her new special on Netflix wasn't wasn't really that great. So, yeah, yeah just sorry to bring it back down. I mean, no, Don't worry about that. Yeah. Because Zelda's out there. You guys can play the world's greatest video game. And you know maybe maybe Zero Dawn or or something if you really want. But. I mean, or you could go see the world's greatest movie, Logan. Yeah, world's greatest number fifty-two, I think, right now on the top two fifty. So yeah, know it's great. Like, Logan, the best movie, with the best child actor, and then you can go home 
and degrade your weapons in the best game ever made in Zelda. Yeah. And don't even bother with The Last Guardian. Like, whatever. Better luck next time. 2028. So, the new game from that studio. I'm going to end this off on one more thing that kind of yeah. set me off about Z- Zelda. Is that... What the fuck was said in our Discord now? It was something along the lines of, like, Breath of the Wild is, like, the highest-selling, like, exclusive, not bundled with a new console or launch console. It's like, why are these distinctions even being made? If you got a Switch, (laughs) you got Zelda because it's the only fucking thing, not because it's a great game. Like, because it's a great game is fine that after you bought it or whatever and played it but, but the like, reason why you got it is because that's all switch right now yeah so yeah. stop making this fucking distinction come the fuck on the best like launch t- fuck off because it's the only one come on man well that's still they're just stating a technical truth no, was there even i'm not mad at the person stating it point? Okay. I'm not mad at the person stating it. I'm mad that this is like part of the arguments people are saying. It's like, well, Breath of the Wild is like the best launch game or selling launch game ever that wasn't bundled. It's like that doesn't count, man. It's the only game on that console. Oh man, I I've been in a bad mood about this shit, and I I apologize. For like a launch game? Because I'm even like, is that true? Because Oblivion came out in close proximity to the 360 launch and sold a but ton so what else came out on the 360 around that time in the because first, i bet it was anything like cameo and perfect dark zero and there stuff. you go those were launch games beautiful so, yeah that's three games you could buy oh, <laughs> oh you're turning this against nintendo of just like hey that's three major games that nintendo has what like whether or not one, they're two, shit Switch. or not like yeah. one two switch from what i've heard should have just been part of you buying that console. People are actually a little bit upset that that's a full price thing. So Yeah, yeah. But, like, at the end of the day, it's kind of on you if you bought a $50, like, tech demo, right? Like, I kind of don't begrudge people. Like, I don't know. I don't begrudge them, like, wanting to sell this tech demo thing. I'm more mad at the people that complain about it, even though they kind of knew they were getting mini game collection for like, it's like, oh, it's 50 single bucks. It's like yeah i know why would you get that but especially like i could see them six months from now being like yeah if you buy one two switch it comes bundled with like another pro controller or something <laughs> like not pro controllers or joy con or whatever or, yeah, yeah like that's totally that type of thing <laughs> but whatever zelda is the only game to buy on the switch so, therefore, it just wins all those awards. It's not worth stating, is what I'm getting at. And I'm mm. sorry. I'm sorry I yelled at you. I know your feelings okay. get hurt easy. Well, I guess it's just these are distinctions. I don't, I don't know how exuberantly they were expressed to you. Because, like, you're mad at the exuberance, not the yeah, fact no, of the matter. No, I'm more mad like, at the fact oh, of okay. the matter being ignored. The exuberance wasn't really there, to be honest, when oh, they were okay. stated oh, okay, to me. Okay. Yeah, so it, it's kind of the opposite of what you're thinking. Like, somebody so, just said it, but I'm just mad that, like, it's even a thing that's being said at all. Because, <laughs> <laughs> okay. of course, <laughs> that's the th- whatever. That's a dumb fact. That's dumb. Shouldn't have even happened. On the other note, this I'll end off on a good note. I'm happy. Yeah. I'm happy people are enjoying it because 
There's nothing worse than buying a system and a game, the only game out for it, and hating it. Like, I'm really glad that people are at least like, I can play Zelda wherever I want to go on my Switch. Like, that's, that's a cool thing. I just wish there was any other fucking game that you could also play <laughs> with the Switch to do stuff with, but we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah, Splatoon 2 and... Uh... I never even played Splatoon uh, one. I guess. So. Yeah. Me neither. So. Yeah. Mario. Anyway. Mario Odyssey. That's what I'm going for. Woo. Real game of the year. No, I don't know. Probably. I'm, I'm just. It's been a really busy couple months for like top tier games. So. Oh yeah, we didn't even talk about Mass Effect Andromeda that I've been playing. Dude. All right. You've been playing like the origin kind of early. It's not yeah. early access, but you get to play 10 hours of it or something, right? Like, it's like a pre-order thing, or... No, no, so work? what it is is that um, Origin offers free trials for, all, for like, certain games for anybody. These trials, uh, you can play 10 hours of the game, and then if you want to buy the game after, you can just, like, carry on where you progress. You're basically downloading the full game as a demo with, like, a time limit on it, and mm-hmm. then, like, it'll unlock if you want to buy it or whatever. Um, there's also, like, a premium version of this, which are, like, early access-type free trials. That's what this is. It's locked behind their Origin Access, which is their $5 a month thing to, like, get access to their vault, which has a bunch of games that you can download, kind of like a Netflix for video gaming or whatever. So I had that anyway, to play a bunch of games for 5 bucks, like Battlefront and, like, Need for Speed and all the shit I wouldn't buy for 60 but I wanted to try out. Um... Yeah, I've been playing Andromeda, and that game is Mass Effect. So, yo, if you like Mass Effect combat specifically, this game does it better than Mass Effect 3 did, and Mass Effect 3 did combat very good. So, there you go. That's the thing. Is it kind of like an open design, open world structure to the planets, or how from, how is it? From the little I've seen so far, it was more kind of like the first area, like... I'll talk about the first area because it's early. Um, mm-hmm. You kind of are like on a planet. Something happened, so you're kind of on this planet trying to find like a way off or to like regroup with your people or whatever. And as you're going, like there, you have a main objective on your little like meter thing to like go to, and your little cursor. And then like as you're going through stuff, you'll like find some alien ruins. It's like maybe we should check these out and see if we can find like supplies or whatever. So like an optional mission will pop up. And that's kind of how they do that, which feels okay. Like it's it's not bad, but it's getting close to that territory of I'm going to do the main mission and they're giving me the checklist of shit to do as I'm doing that, which is not okay. Uh, <laughs> that okay. we've just that I've said multiple times. Um but yeah, that game feels like Mass Effect. So if you like how those games play, this plays the best out of all of them so far because I revisited one and I hated my life revisiting that. Wow, yeah. No, I I had a <laughs> yeah. like I bought the trilogy pack, man. Going to start at the beginning. 90 minutes maybe max. Like it was just like wow. I put that in first 3 game. hours. And an autosave made me go back about, like, I lost 90 minutes of progress. And I was like, nope, we're done. <laughs> well, that's done, yeah. Yep. I um, mean, I've heard I've heard some sort of disquieting things about just, like, 
the facial animation quality and like some people are nitpicking the voice acting and stuff, but I don't know. I'm I'm not like unsold on just the core idea of like so it's got some sci fi business in it, right? Like it's got Oh dude you know, if you like looking... hearing words like batarians like yeah. Like <laughs> okay. they, they say those Mass Effect ass words a like lot. The Krogans, the you know I haven't Quarians? met I haven't met Krogans yet. There are Quarians, Quarians. There are Asari, like right away for sure. Uh, what yeah. is uh, Garrus? What's his his race again? Garrus uh, is yeah. a Turian. Turian. Yeah. Yep. Okay. That's right. Um, cool man. The animation is bad, kind of, but like the lip syncing and stuff, or like the eyes. Th- these are kind of the main things I've been hearing, or like movement. Because that that's yes. also been. I mean, ev- everything you're saying is yes. The okay. Is yes. Okay. They're b- pretty bad. I, I mean, I kind of want to be a little defensive, just because it's like, well, it's the first game in a new engine on a new platform, so like, room for improvement, you know? Like the first Mass Effect, worst one, but they iterated and made better games. I think the and thing I know though, people are mad at three and everything, but is know, that Fem Shepard never felt like she's always had stilted like facial animations here and there but it never felt yeah. like really weird and bad i'm playing right now as the default female like the female like basically fem shep for this series called sarah yeah. Ryder, and yeah she looks like a fucking idiot she is smiling all the time and i i don't know why i think it's because of the, like <laughs> bioware doesn't know how to animate like lips moving or like emotion without a small grimace or smile or grin so like not to get into spoilers something real bad happens right away and she's smiling and everybody's smiling they all have a slight grin <laughs> and it's really weird and i don't that like it that seems psychotic that's it's super really- weird I okay. almost want to replay from the beginning and get screenshots of it because it's fucked up, man. <laughs> like they're all grimacing a little Just bit. These, like weird smile. dazed clowns, like looking at a flaming ship or something. It's, it's like, like they yeah, don't know great. how to like do a down, Uh-oh. like Uh-oh. okay, like, like a down. What's it called? Like circle or semicircle for like the sides of the lips. They're always like up a little bit, so they always look like oh, they have a slight grin. Or a smirk or something, or yeah. like Joker used some weird gas on them and they're permanently smilex like, or just, whatever. But just a little bit. Like there are parts oh, where they're okay. grinning Smirk-X. and it's weird, yeah. but they're always a little bit grinning. A little bit. And mm. I hate it. I fucking hate okay. it. Be- okay. And Oh man, there's already weird stuff going on on the internet about people are making like thought pieces about how Bioware is purposefully making all females in this game ugly because of SJW shit. Like this is already going crazy and I don't know where this is going to head. I'm so nervous for when this game actually releases. Okay. It's bad. I don't know what the hell people are already getting up in arms about. A lot of people aren't even playing this game yet because they're waiting for it to come out. It's not out yet. And people are already saying the animations are so bad they're never going to play a Mass Effect game again. It's like, what are you talking about? You haven't even seen it. You saw a GIF that somebody put online after they like yeah. obviously did something to break the animation cycle. So, I don't know, man. There, I, There's definitely been some like 
pretty negative snap judgments. I kind of want to just be open-minded about it because I like me some sci- sci-fi kind of no, stuff. No, here's the thing. I like that first trilogy. But If you like Mass Effect, you're going to get what you want out of this for sure. It's going to feel okay. the best uh, for like shooting and like combat stuff it's ever felt before. Like It does feel like an upgraded version of the improvements they made in 3, and mm-hmm. that's really good. The worst part of the thing that I found has suffered is the writing feels a little bit weird. And I think that's mainly because a lot of their staff left after like the whole debacle with Mass Effect 3, like the main writers. So the writing seems a little easy for what you would expect Bioware to do in Mass Effect. But like I said, they still say things like the Andromeda system or like Andromeda Initiative or, I don't know, different galaxy names and like Batarians is the one that when they said it, I smiled. Um, First Contact, like they say those keywords from Mass Effect sci-fi and it's still so good to be back in that world. So. Yeah, take that with a grain of salt from somebody who probably loves Mass Effect 2 more than he should. Okay. No, so. yeah. It definitely is like, well, if you're already on board, there's there's going to be more. So, innate curiosity. But, yeah, it's been a little bit disappointing hearing some of the the drawbacks or whatever. I want to play a quick but, thought game with you. Okay. Name, name what you would consider a 10 out of 10 game. Okay, you, personally. Like- yeah, no, I'm trying to like fish through my brain and because like, I'm going to say Mass Effect Two for me is or was I haven't played it in a while, so okay, I'm a little worried too because it's kind of on a pedestal for me. Cool, I'm going to say Red Dead Redemption. Was okay. The same year. Um, okay. Red Dead Redemption, sure. I mean, I'm going to say Tetris is like an objectively ten out of yeah. ten. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. That's like revolutionary that's not, design. That's not exactly what mm. we're going for like the one that people can't deny like i'm kind of wanting to get your feel on things i said super mario world was like really good for me yeah i really that, like that that's probably up there too uh mm-hmm. i like rhythm heaven a lot but rhythm heaven is good like that new one that came out i don't know i feel this is like a weird like i feel like i was being critical of uh dan record for having a conversation sure. like this no. specifically about zelda because sure, yeah, like yeah, some yeah. of the stuff he was pulling was like Soul Calibur. Like I, I was really incredulous at some of the choices because it's like, well, these are really important games to me. But I don't know if that's the same conversation. Like I'm trying to think of like what would I say? Like this is exemplary of the video game form or something. And this is why I've th- yeah, I've brought this like up Tetris, twice this week in the maybe Discord. Maybe read that sincerely, but. I like getting people's read on things. Like, I'm not meaning it as a way for people to be like, well, Red Dead isn't as good as Mass Effect 2, and then for us to debate. Like, I I just like when people are just like, you know what? I would give this a perfect 10, because I don't think enough people give perfect 10 scores, and it's kind of depressing. And, like, Mm -hmm. I'm if I gave scores, I would be just as bad, because I feel weird about giving a perfect score to something, especially when it's in the zeitgeist. I'm yeah. much more like able to say it something was a perfect experience when it's in retrospect, but I don't know. Maybe I'm part of the problem is what I'm getting at, and maybe everybody is in the right, and Zelda is better than any game ever made, and I should just shut my whore mouth. That's 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 what I'm getting at. I mean, probably, yeah. 
I mean, yeah. it's it's pretty. You can cut the grass and everything. So yeah. No. Okay. Logan out like, in theaters now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's trans- transcends film in a lot of ways. You know. Um, right. Exactly. You, know, you take a western, you take superheroes, you mix them. Yeah. And you put a bunch of kids in there, and you got yourself a twelve-star movie. You mix them until the good stuff about each of them separately is so diluted that you have this sludgy (laughs) mess. Yep. Love that sludge. Uh, That's just rude. We got to end this podcast. Red Dead's a little cutscene heavy. I I don't know. I'm like being self-conscious about it now. I know. I know. It's so easy to be self-conscious about because like Mass Effect 2 kind of controls like shit and some of those loyalty loyalty missions are really bad and some of that DLC is really gross. Final boss and... That like, final boss is really bad. It's kind of <laughs> dumb, but it's, it's really kind of great. And they kind of hide some really like, important more stuff really behind $10, like, for the DLC mm-hmm. in that game. Yeah, but I like... Persona 4? Like, Persona 4 really is really yeah. fucking good. I need to finish it one day, but... You know, there's a game I don't even like that I might have to concede as a 10, because it almost has transcended, like game it minecraft i don't like it sure but it's just become like this weird like phenomena it's a good tool it's like ms paint for video games Yeah, people make stuff in it that is interesting in its own way so for sure if you want a game-changing software sure but anyway yeah we gotta go uh that's that's the roundup of all the the media on this this week's Media Pixel Monks Response Podcast 148. Yep. I'll um, take your word for it. Yeah. Wait. I have somehow separated my podcast notes into two different documents, but don't worry about that because there'll be another one <laughs> in the future. Yeah. Happy Ireland, everybody. Joshua Tree and Stores Now. Top of the morning to you. Oh, man. <laughs> Did they ever say, like, good evening or something more? It's not always the top of the morning. What about people who sleep in past noon? Like me. <laughs> I don't I don't, Irish I don't know. People never see them. Anyway. Yeah. Bye. <laughs>
Oh, yeah. The, the way I found out this was going on, I guess, was it's just like, oh, man, this is some sweet JonTron cosplay. And it was a picture of a dumpster that was on fire. Yeah, yeah, I saw that one. And I was like, what happened? And then just figuring out what the source of all this was and where these amazing quotes were coming from. And, uh, yeah, that was quite a that was quite a conversation and a bit of a conversation sparker uh, around here. So... Just, just an interest. I don't even want to like necessarily like stake my flag in a side necessarily, but despite the fact that they talk about being fence sitting is bad, uh, I'm not in the United States, so it seems weird to advocate directly. Sure. Just, I don't know. My impression of it was really just Destiny is just more articulate, and I respond to that. But he's fair? not. It's just that Jontron is an idiot. Okay, like, maybe. Well, it's, okay, but that's it's, it's that not opinion wise. It's, thing. it's that Jontron is really bad at articulating his points because at expressing what he means, and it sounds really bad. There are people in that like side of stated. the YouTube in the like YouTube yeah. drama that like are forged in the fires of debate, basically. And if they went on, they would make Destiny look like a fucking child. Like how... Okay. Yeah. So Destiny is a fucking idiot. But in that debate, he was the heavyweight for sure. Like, John well, Trump is so like bad. <laughs> citing specific things and stating things with some context, where is it just seem kind of like, yeah. what is even happening? Like, I know. You can't just assert that baselessly. And then I gotta go get some water. Like, I'm just gonna say something outrageous and then kind of step aside. It oh, was man. a really. Like, one of the things he said is Des Destiny said something about, like, do you think that, like, employed, like, nor like middle aged black men or whatever are more likely to. To commit crimes. To make crimes. And he's like, yeah, look it up. It's like, what? No, no, the exact quote was terrible. It it's was something like, like that. Well, Look it wealthy up. blacks commit more crimes than wealthy. poor whites. Yes. Look it up. Yeah. I gotta get some water. And then he just like steps yeah, out. Yeah, dude. Just like, what? And then he's just like trying to find sources for this claim. And it was just like, I, I don't know even what you mean. Like, I just watched this documentary about OJ Simpson, who's a rich black man. And it's just, yeah. that's one case though. So I wouldn't even cite that as anything meaningful. Like, I, I don't know. It's just taking, making big generalizations with, like, no statistics present. It was really crazy. I don't know. But it just seemed to kind of, the one quality I found just interesting was it seemed both sides thought the other side was completely ridiculous and not oh, totally. researched or, like, knew what they were talking about. But I just didn't get the impression from that exchange. Like, it seemed Destiny at least had specific things he was thinking about sure and yeah like the kind of i don't want to say like idiot quality or whatever but it just seemed like flustered or just not in his element or something it was really kind of embarrassing john tron actually kind of has a history of doing this shit so okay though it's weird because he had a conver he was part of a conversation i think it's on youtube you can like find it with um mm -hmm. some of the heavyweights in like this space i guess on youtube like sargon of, of akkad is one of them um okay philip DeFranco, i saw there was some boogie further controversy with that i guess there was some takedown requests from destiny because he just took big quotes like sargon did from that thing sure like just 
took big chunks of that without context yet though and put it on his channel or something it was it was a lot of this is further drama spinning out of it is that like john tron talking with them and getting a little bit of reassurance having some success with like people that kind of agreed with him and like they talked it out and like f- he obviously felt good about it he went into like a debate thinking he was better than he was and he's not yeah. <laughs> like he's real bad so uh, yeah it's it's kind of depressing in a way, but it's one of those things where it's like, even if I agree or disagree with him, like, I just want to hear if you're going to put out points like that, I'd kind of like to hear what your basis for it is. Cause like, where are you get like, who man, told you that? What are you echoing? Or I don't know. It's pretty crazy. <laughs> it's pretty crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's and so I mean, fun though to listen to. Holy shit. Is it fun? <laughs> like, just so completely opposing viewpoints, I think, was kind of the thrill of it. It was very, sure. yeah, contentious. But you should listen of, to a, a podcast called States, Baited. Okay, yeah, it's all about this sort of conflict, or it, it's changed cast because, like, basically the way they put it is like Beta got really big, but it was always doomed to fail because of how much like the hosts disagreed with each other and like yelled about stuff. So like mm. it, it it's changed cast, but it's a lot of, it's a lot of dumb YouTube drama stuff. It's just fun hearing people debate about stuff and like having stances and going at it. Like I yeah. I really like that stuff. So, okay. Yeah. It's fun. So I got a little taste of that this week, and that was some other standout media, I guess, from yeah. from the internet. I so mean, everybody thinks it's standout, though, not just you, because man, that was a fucking dumpster fire. It was so yeah. bad, <laughs> man. Yeah. So there you go. I, yeah. I just felt I needed to acknowledge that happened as well. So that thanks for joining us again. Uh, One forty-eight. Next time. Top of the morning to you. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>